so many years in the making for this one film. Finally, Marvel Studios snatching up that web-slinging neighborhood Spider-Man and making it his own. What'd they do with it? Did they do good? Well, we're going to talk to the our resident Spider-Man expert, T-Max. He's going to give us the lowdown. Tell them where they succeeded. Tell them where they, um, fucked up. <laughs> All of that, of course, and more for Spider-Man Homecoming on a web-slinging edition of the Review Review. Slinging a bunch of webs in here. Those are some good thwips there, I'm JT. Sling, slinging a bunch of whips. <laughs> bunch of webs. I'm whipping a bunch of webs. Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town web slingers bring you our big, dumb opinions. I'm the amazing Troy to the Max Extreme. And I am the diabolical <laughs> JT3. <laughs> oh, man. And today we will be going over Spider Man Homecoming, the Sony Marvel joint. Yeah, they came together. Did it rock our world? Looks like. Guess what? Money brings two companies together. <laughs> That's right. Greed, baby. Yeah. Green there is you go. what brings it together. That's. You just take two, two feuding factions, and you're <laughs> like, hey, we can do this one thing and make a bunch of money. Oh, okay, we'll be friends. Anyway. Sure, friends. <laughs> But we're going to make our own movie on the side. <laughs> and it won't be connected. No. Even though we say it's connected. Everybody wants Venom. <laughs> well, speaking of green, the first thing I have, Green Lantern, JT. Yeah. Not talking about a movie, Green Lantern, this time. I'm talking about the actual the person. Actual, <laughs> actual Green Lantern, the person. <laughs> Came down from space. Uh, actually, DC Comics has a line of books called Earth One, in which they take popular characters and they reimagine them yeah. for the current time. Gotcha. Uh, they've already done a Superman, a Batman, a Wonder Woman, and the Teen Titans. Green Lantern coming next year will be the next one on their slot, and they're taking a bit of a different spin on it. Rather than be a test pilot that uh, encounters a dying alien who uh, sacrifices his ring to Hal Jordan. Yeah. He is instead a space miner who works for Ferris... Uh, not Ferris Air, but like Ferris Space Exploration or something, and discovers the ring on a uh, some sort of asteroid or whatever. So you're saying he's not worthy... Well, we'll see. I don't know how it's going to go. This motherfucker uh, thinks he can just take people's goddamn <laughs> Green Lantern rings. And it, and I guess it's going to turn into like a multi-dimensional type of story. Okay. And one of the writers, Gabrielle Hardman, the writer-artist actually, he actually worked on storyboarding and uh, some story elements of Interstellar. Okay. Uh, also, some other writers on there uh, is uh, Karina Becco and Jordan Boyd. There's three writers on this thing, so that could be uh, a tricky subject. You go really hard with those last names when you say them. Boyd. Yeah, you Boyd. just like any, like, like Karina Beckham. 
yeah, I know. Drop, <laughs> I'm just saying, you dropped those last names really hard. Thank you. Thank you. Just do that with every last name tonight. Sure, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> uh, looking at my list for last names that I may have. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I guess this group has also written some stuff for Image Comics as well. And you mean I guess... Image Comics? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> uh, and I guess that's going off, uh, well enough. JT, are you a fan of the Green Lantern? One. And are you up for maybe a different interpretation of it? Sure. Well, my only exposure to the Green Lantern was the fantastic Ryan Reynolds mm. movie. Hmm. Which... I think it's shit a little more than should, to be honest. I mean, it was bad, uh, but there was some cool stuff in there. There was some cool stuff in there. Like, some of the Hector Hammond stuff I liked. The yeah. Skarsgård, I liked him in it. Mm -hmm. and I definitely I, wish you would have fought something that it wasn't a, a big, big floating gas of diarrhea. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh... For... Like, initiating the general audience on what a Green Lantern is, I thought the first, like... Two minutes summed it up pretty good. Yeah. Like, there are different sectors of space. This sector is... Yeah, there's a lot of dialogue in the very beginning. Yeah, but I, I didn't think it was all that... To me, I didn't think it was bad. Like, if you want to get what Green Lantern is, and it's, like, yeah. exactly what the books is, it's not dumbing it down for you. It's like, this is what it is. If you're not into it, leave now. Yeah. Maybe more people should have, because I've seen Green Lantern after our... Like, I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. Because I left the theaters thinking, like, that was pretty... I like that. And then I saw it again on TV, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Made you more more Midwestern? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Get that Ooper accent. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, That's dear. That's not good. Oh, dear. <laughs> Do not like that. There was, like, some weird... I remember weird choices in it for, like, uh... Something that's like has infinite capabilities. He made some weird choices, and like when very... that helicopter was crashing, and instead of like, and like making like some kind of like balloon or something, like he put it in front inside of a race car. Yeah, on a track like a big it, Hot yeah. Wheels track. It's like you could have made one thing, but instead you made like several things. He could have made like a big <laughs> catcher's mitt and yeah. just caught it, or just no, he formed put a it race... in a bubble. <laughs> And then dropped yeah. it. I felt like there was a lot of, like, people, like, walking in and be like, what should I... Okay, I need to do something where, like, this doesn't crash. Put a race car around it! <laughs> It'll be cool. All Get right. the kids. We'll sell cars. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, throwing darts against a board. But, yeah. That, that movie is no good. But, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this Green Lantern Earth 1. Because uh, all the other Earth 1 books have been uh, pretty solid. Uh, the Hot Batman time. one's really good, because it takes him from essentially never being Batman and, like, being a shitty Batman and, like, being better as, as he nice. goes, and it's drawn really well. Yeah. So, I'm into it. And also, this isn't in, like, regular continuity either, so they can kind of do whatever they want and they're not messing stuff up that they got going on over here. Okay. So, they really can do whatever. Cool. It's cool. I need to read that Batman and more FUD. More on that later. Oh, jeez. Okay, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You said you read it. Uh, Margot Robbie and yeah. Sam Jackson yeah. uh, have met with Quentin 
Tarantino. I just read this before, and it's blowing my mind how much I want to see this already. <laughs> uh, about a Manson murder movie. Yeah. Uh, so if you thought, like, Hateful Eight or, like, any other histo- what, what would be, like, Inglorious Bastards? Is that the only, like, other, like, real historical one that he's done? Like, and I say historical in quotes. I think uh, so. Let me think. I thought he did another Western. Or something Western-like. Well, I'm not going for just Western. I'm going for, like, this kind of happened. Like, Nazis were real. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, he's taking a spin on the Manson murders. Yeah. And I, I'm in, I'm into it. I still haven't seen Hateful Eight, but I'm really, I, I really like Tarantino stuff. And if it's gonna be a I big, I want you to see Hateful Eight. And if it's a big murdery, <laughs> like smorgasbord, I'm down for it. I actually like Hateful Eight quite a bit. I like how you say that. Like a lot of people don't like Hateful Eight. Well, I don't know, because, like, last week, like, Dave was like, eh, it's very Tarantino-y, and I'm like, yeah, it is, but I like it a lot. It does get really cartoony with the gore, like, at the end. Yeah. But, like, all the way through, it's got, like, that, it's really slow-moving, but it's got that tension where it's like, I know something's off, but I just don't know what it is yet. Hmm. I see. I heard it gets a little overlong. It is very long. <laughs> <laughs> I will give it that. It's okay. like the the first half of it could have been like really cut down a lot. Okay. All right. Well, I'm into it. And I'll I'll watch it in chunks. Okay. But okay. no, I'm really looking forward to this ter- cuz I guess he's also in talks with Brad Pitt about being in it too. Oh boy. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. I don't like that. Brad Pitt instant stardom. Yeah. Movie's gonna be through the roof with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and Tarantino and Sam Jackson and Sam Jackson. I meant I was picturing Sam Jackson. I said Tarantino. I'm fucked up, Joel. (laughs) It's okay. You're among friends. (laughs) Uh, Did you hear about this big YouTube news? Drop it on me, JT. Uh, Put it on me. The, <laughs> ja Rule reference. <laughs> the highest viewed video on YouTube for the last five years has been Size Gangdom Style at however many billion views. My that Christ. number has been overtaken. Oh, shit. At 2.9 billion views. Charlie bit my finger? No. <laughs> It is the Wiz Khalifa and some other guys see you again from Fast and the Furious. The tribute video to Paul Walker has become the most watched video on YouTube. Not just music videos, all videos. Look, with all due respect, it was a tragedy what happened to Paul Walker, but that song fucking sucks. I don't think i've even heard the song and if i have i don't really? care it for was it on the radio like a fuck ton yeah but i don't i really don't listen to the radio if i'm in the car like i'll turn on a podcast it's a instead. fucking awful song oh it's real bad i internet you should be ashamed <laughs> i i thought about uh loading it and watching it as uh, I was doing this news, but I was like, it's already got enough views. I don't need to. Yeah, don't, don't. Okay. What if it's just like one sad teen girl that just plays it on repeat all day, every she day? She deserves it more than Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> just have, 
have a video of 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 her watching it and make that the number one. Like, ugh. Oh my God. It's a bad song. Well, maybe I'll listen to it after the show. Like, pirate it. I'll just listen to it on YouTube. I don't know. No, you're, <laughs> adi- you're part of the problem. It already has number one. You're part of the problem, Troy. Oh, I don't know about that. Troy, you're part of the problem. Uh, but 2.9 bills, JT. Got that two bill. Got that almost three bill. Man, that's crazy. It's insanity. What would top it? The next Fast and Furious death. I'm going to go home and watch Charlie bit my finger two billion times. <laughs> it deserves it. It deserves it. It's a good vid. It's fucking adorable. <laughs> Ouch, Charlie. <laughs> go, uh, go watch it. Hey, I'm... if you're listening to this, <laughs> go watch Charlie bit my finger. Everyone watch Charlie bit my finger a <laughs> hundred times. Let's beat Wiz Khalifa and watch Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, I got some DC movie news after all, JT. This one almost snuck away from me. Oh, shit. Uh, the man who plays Steppenwolf, uh, Syrian Hines? Syrian Hines, yeah. Um, the, he's the voice actor and mocap person for Steppenwolf, the big bad in the Justice League movie. Pretty good. I do like Syrian Hines. I've never seen, what's he in? Um... The one thing I remember him from the most is Rome. He plays Julius Caesar in Rome. No, I never saw Rome. Um, he was just in Game of Thrones. I don't watch Game uh, of Thrones. He'll be, he's one of those guys where, like, if you saw him, you'd know that you've seen him in ah, something before. Right on. Uh, well, speaking of never seeing anything, <laughs> he was never on set or met any of his co-stars during his production time. Classic Syrian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now that's not totally unfamiliar in now movies nowadays where they have like a big CG person. Yeah. But I feel like it's a miss, another misstep. I like to think that Andy Serkis never met anyone ever. (laughs) (laughs) See, in his case though, I know that he, I feel like he does. And he like gets the, um, like, actions out of himself by acting against somebody. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's just really damn good. Yeah. But for a big CG monster who's going to be, like, the big bad in Justice League, which already could be, like, I don't know, to never, like, act, not even to act off his co-stars. This is going to be good. Ugh. This is going to be good. Just another check mark. Can't wait to in the Can't box. wait to review this. I can't wait. I am on the edge of my seat. To review Justice League, because I don't, I don't, I think it's going to be like another Batman v Superman thing. Whereas, like, we both just are split. Like, because I think I might end up liking it. Oh, no. I know, right? I have a feeling that something could be good in it. I, well, I, if, if I, I like it, I'll be honest. But I'm not. I'm not going to sugarcoat it if, the, if I think it's a total piece of shit. No, well, neither do I, because I've, had, I've been tricked before, JT, several times. I think I the only thing we were really split on on BVS was that I liked how Batman was portrayed more, and you liked how Superman was portrayed more. Uh, well, my main argument mostly was Superman was better in the ultimate cut. L- let's drop it. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is going to be a long enough show as it is. It doesn't matter. This is going to be a long enough show as it is. We don't need to add in another 40 minutes of us going uh, in this roundabout argument God. about how much we despise certain parts of BVS. Uh, Netflix news. I got a slew of Netflix news, Ooh, JT. Can't wait. Uh, Luke Cage season two on the horizon. Mm. It's there. Uh, we said before Lucy Liu was spotted uh, in the cat in the onset photos. It's cutie patootie. She is a cutie patootie. Uh, what we said we would we would be very welcoming to a Lucy Liu in the Marvel Cinematic Netflix Bring universe. It on. Turns out Lucy Liu is going to be behind the camera directing the premiere of season two. Ooh. Yeah. I've, I don't know if she's directed anything before. I'm assuming in... She's been on plenty of TV, so I'm assuming she's had an assistant directing thing. She's, or uh, directed she's Watson on uh, Elementary. I know that. So maybe she's directed a few episodes of that. Maybe. Who knows? But uh, I'm interested in seeing what Luke Cage Season 2 has to offer with Lucy Liu behind that camera calling the shots. Will she boss around Mike Coulter? Probably. Get right in his face. <laughs> uh, other Netflix news, JT. Netflix is adapting Gerard Way's The Umbrella Academy okay. for a live-action series coming in 2018. Okay. Uh, have I talked about Umbrella Academy? You did. It's like a bunch of kids or something that with powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really weird, bonkers kind of story, but it's like super fun. Like all these kids are all born on the same day, and then this guy mm -hmm. ends up adopting him, and then like they all have superpowers, and they're all weirdly different, and it's just a really good time. It's kind of emo, like... As you could, if you are familiar with anything of like Gerard Way and Chemical Ro My Chemical Romance and the aesthetic he uses for like his music videos, oh yeah, that's the kind of look that Umbrella Academy has. Gotcha. But it's really well done because a lot of people don't know that Gerard Way actually wanted to be a comic book artist and writer before he got into. Then he got bogged down with this, you know, band and being famous <laughs> thing. That was, it happened just to be a fluke. Like he. Went and him and his brother like just went out for this band and it became the biggest thing in the world. So then they did that instead and made a bunch of money. But uh, there you go. There you have it. I'm excited for this. I'm apprehensive about being at live action because there's some characters in it that I feel like if they're gonna go, they have to go fully CG for. Yeah. If that's the case, I would love to see it as an animated thing. Yeah. Because even the like even the models in the book aren't like super hyper detailed, so it would lend itself really well to animation. I think. Mm -hmm. Did you look into that uh, Castlevania on Netflix yet? I haven't. I have that in my. What I should be watching yeah. at the end of the show. I, I'll get into it later. But okay. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm super stoked for this Umbrella Academy series coming to Netflix. Is somebody blowing up a group chat of ours? Yeah, I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, gonna just simultaneously uh, mute the conversation. Our friend, our friend Big A just said he was aroused, so it must oh, have been something that good. That must be something good. Let's do it for the next eight hours. Yeah, let's just talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last bit of Netflix news that I got, JT, is a little game 
It's a guessing game, mostly for you, because I have the answers. All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Netflix is worth roughly $70 billion at this point. That sounds all right. And with that, they have a bit of money to throw around. Yeah. And so written down here, I have the top 10 highest, or the top 10 most expensive shows Netflix has either paid for mm -hmm. or... Uh, shelled out money to produce. Ooh, I think I might have an idea of what these are. Okay, then this should be fun. Uh, this is kind of split. Well, it's not split down the middle at all. It's mostly, mostly all produced by Netflix. Yeah. Um, but there are a few ones in there that they went out and paid for. Okay. So what do you think came in at number 10? Oh, number 10. Holy shit. We're all the way up there? <laughs> Fuck. I might have, like, the top five. All right, let's go top five. Well, what's number 10? Number 10 is Lost, and they pay $45 million a year for the whole thing. Oh, shit. And if they want to keep it on there the next year, they have to pay out another $45 million. Yeah. Are, are the more expensive ones the ones they've produced? Uh, all but one. Okay. Uh, and number nine, Hemlock Grove, cost $45 million for the first season. Man, it's, it's all that wolf transformation. <laughs> number eight, Orange is the New Black, cost $50 million a season. Yeah, I could kind of see. That. It's all kind of in the same uh, setting all the time. But they do have a pretty enormous cast. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. do have, like, flashback scenarios where they do go to, like, other places. Um, number seven. A house of Cards costs $60 million a season. Oh, that was going to be in there as my top five. Huh? Right. Number six. I got to readjust. Number six. Uh, Dave Chappelle got paid $60 million. Jesus Christ! For his two stand-up specials. Fuck! Dave Chappelle, <laughs> Jesus. So, with those five out of the way, what is in the top five JT? Okay. I don't know exactly because like what's in what number, but I'm just going to guess a few things. Okay. I'm going to tell you from number six to five, there's a $30 million jump. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure Sense8 is one of them because that... They went all over the fucking place with that show. Sense8 is number four, costs $108 million yeah. a season. Like, every character is in another, is like in a different part of the country, so that's like, <laughs> their filming budget had to be through the fucking roof. Yeah. And it's been canceled since that second season dropped. No, I, think, I guess they're bringing it back. Are they? Because yeah. of fan outcry? I think so. Because I, it didn't, season two didn't get a lot. No, a lot of attention on it. I know as much money, and as I want to see it because the first season was good, and it's a really cool premise. Yeah, I know you're telling me, but I, but I'm never but, saw it. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I'm, shit, I'll get around to it maybe if they if they keep going with it, I might get into it. But I don't know. It's it's a lot. It's the Wachowskis, so yeah. it's like very convoluted. Yeah. So it's like going from season to season. You're like oh, fuck. A whole year has passed. I don't know what the fuck happened <laughs> since the last time I saw this. But I'll probably get into it. Uh, one's probably definitely Marco Polo. Marco Polo is number five. Okay. At $90 million fuck. a season. I was like, I was thinking those were like some of the top ones. No. 
Um. Shit. Friends? Yes, Friends is number three. And they yeah. paid $118 million for the entire series. Okay, I figured as they much. They passed on Seinfeld because it was too expensive. So yeah. instead, so they Hulu bought Friends. So Hulu picked that shit yeah. up. <laughs> so you have the number one and two spot still Fuck. open, JT. Number one and number two. Uh, what's like some really expensive shit they did? Um... <laughs> is there Marvel stuff? Is any of their Marvel stuff? Their Marvel there? was in the top 15, but it was not in the top 10. Shit. <clears throat> God uh, damn it. A hint for number two. Okay. It, it take, it's a time period. It's a period piece. Oh, oh, fuck. And that's also a hint for number one. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that it would be... Is Frontier? No. Nope. Fuck. Nah. Um. Shit. I don't. And I've. I don't think I've ever heard of number two. What's number two? Number two is the get down. Oh yeah. Oh, shit. I can't see how that would be a fuck ton of money though. Well, I'll tell you. It cost a hundred and twenty million for the two part first season. Jesus Christ. And after they dropped the second. Half of the season immediately canceled the show. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. Music royalties, I guess? I don't know. I, Fuck, it would have to be because really it was a about. fucking expensive. Just having it be a period piece, I guess, and all the music rights, I guess that was the yeah. big thing, but it se- that seemed like a mm. huge amount of money. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. I kind of wanted to check it out, but I don't know. There's so much other stuff out there that I want to watch right. that it's really low on the totem pole of things I want to see. God damn it. All right. Number one. Fuck. And I think, I'm pretty sure, we reviewed this on the show. Stranger Things? No. Shit, I don't know. I think we did. Anyway, uh, The Crown. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can see that. $130 million for its first season. I can see that. Yeah, that's a pretty elaborate fucking show. Yeah, just some info. They spent $35,000 on just the wedding dress alone. Jesus Christ. And they spent a ton of money to have a replica of Buckingham Palace built. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that would definitely win. Yeah. It's this, a good show, though. Yeah, it was. Re- I'm glad it w- ended up being good because yeah. spending out all that. All those shillings. For yeah. something that would flop. Come would to be... think about it, I guess I did hear like a thing where it was like this is like the most expensive venture that Netflix is trying to, like they'd be fucked if it like went belly up <laughs> with like like good no thing. one gives a shit about the crown. <laughs> it ended up being really good though. Yeah, it's not like they're freaking well, almost. Well, mostly just their number five, Marco Polo. I heard that when that came out was that supposed was a to be flop the as fuck. Game of Thrones yeah. killer ended up just killing itself. I watched like, the first episode and I'm like, I don't fucking care. There's some guy They're at work that Mongolia. was telling me it was great, I don't give a but shit. I was like, I heard it sucks, so I'm not gonna take your opinion seriously, dude. Yeah, fuck that. But yeah, that was my Netflix news. Fuck Marco Polo, go watch Sense Eight. <laughs> uh, but that's all I got for news. I have one uh, thing to bring up later. On in the show. What do you got, JT, well, to enlighten 
my brain of media news. I will flood your brain with news. Give it to me. Uh, starting with Disney. Oh, my. And their live-action remakes. Go for it. Always in the news. Always in the works. <laughs> uh, the first bit of news I got is they um, casted... Uh, what the fuck is the bird's name? Um, Zazu? Zazu, yeah. They, they, they casted Zazu for the live-action Lion King. Heard about this. I'm into John it. John Oliver. Yes. I am for it, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have, like, that uptight voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Where I'm like, I can totally see that you being a good Zazu. British judgy voice. Yep. Yes, very oh, judgy Like it. Voice. I'm into it. Uh, second bit of news I got on those live action, Aladdin. Yes. I guess there's been word going around that they're having trouble casting their live action Aladdin remake. Oh, my going around trying to find people for it uh on a side note a uh someone that i kind of know who's a uh, famous <laughs> uh a WWE superstar mustafa ali i saw that he threw his hat put in. a tweet out there being like uh you know i could be an aladdin yep i saw that i was pretty uh i was like yeah i kind of know him you know <laughs> No big D. Gotta know him, you know. He could be in a new... He could be in a lad. I also saw for Jasmine, the girl in the Power Rangers movie who played... Trini? Tri yeah, I think it was Trini. Threw her name in for Jasmine. She'd be good for it. Yeah. J yeah, she would. I don't... She she didn't have, like, a huge part in Power Rangers, I don't think. No. Did she? So I didn't really no, see she her wasn't, prowess. Like, super... Yeah. <laughs> You want to make sure she's got, got she's got good prowess. <laughs> yeah, well, she's got to act next to a tiger. I don't know if you got that Jasmine prowess. <laughs> I can see she the tiger, Jungle Book, bro. Listen, <laughs> they have to sing a whole new world, and it's got to be good. Yeah. If it ain't good, movie's garbage. I just hope that they have a scene where the Sultan is playing with his toys, and one of them happens to be the actual live action beast. <laughs> Like in the actual animated Aladdin. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. I like it. I, I, like want, I just want that. Give it to me. Give it to me. So yeah, lots of Disney live action. Disney always on the news. In your ass. Up in your asses. Up in your ass. Troy, got some suicide, some sad Suicide Squad 2 news. It's still happening? It's still happening, and... Oh, two bits of news? And <laughs> Mel Gibson has dropped out ah. of the director race for Suicide Squad 2. Oh, shoot. So, no... That leaves it up to anybody yep. else who's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> so, it will not be Passion of the Harley Quinn. Damn. <laughs> Sugar! It's looking forward to some hardcore... <laughs> Mel Gibson. Someone is a whipping Will. S oh, not mind. That's racist. Someone whipping uh, the Joker. He deserves a good whipping. He does. That Jared Leto. He is just a. He's just a butt. He's just a butt. I tell ya. Uh, got some near Bill news, Troy. What? Wonder Woman. What? Has reached that $750 million oh mark worldwide. Getting close to that billion. Mm. 
Give me that bill. Give me that bill. I want to see you now. Give me that bill. Come on now. Give me that bill. Girl, bill. Bill. Wonder Woman. Give me that bill. Uh. Uh. That's all my news on uh, Wonder Woman. Okay, great. Uh, got some Mad Max Fury Road news, possibly, Troy. Made that bill? It made <laughs> Give it that bill. 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 Mad bill. Max, bill. give it that bill. Give bill. it that bill. 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 No, but uh, uh, Charlize Theron been doing some... Uh, some press junkets for that Atomic Blonde coming out. Yeah. And uh, people have been asking her about uh, what's a possible Mad Max movie going to possibly a prequel with that uh, Furiosa. Furiosa. And she said, no, there's a, no confirmation, <laughs> but the scripts have been written. Whoa. For a possible Furiosa prequel. Hot scoop. I'd be for it. I just want to see some more Morton Joe. I love me some Morton Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see what's going on in that because she, she was really the bi- like the biggest part. She of that was movie. the bee's knees of the movie. Bee's knees of the movie. Bee's knees. Cat's pajamas. Some say the yeah. ducks nuts. So many animals and so many parts of them <laughs> that encompass the best. Uh, Troy, yeah, now you're a big fan of these Barbie. What? <laughs> don't you, love, pig- you love Barbies. <laughs> don't you pigeonhole me into this. <laughs> you were a fan of taking the clothes off Barbies? Oh, sure. And oh, then dude. smashing them together. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Making yep. them scissor or whatever. I remember going to, like, uh, a friend of mine's who was a girl's house, and I would just, that was all I would do. I'd just, like, take the blouse off and be like, where's the, where's the booby part? Where's the nips? Where's the cool part of the boob? <laughs> where's the part that matters? Yeah. Just, like, get, like, a pink marker and just, like, like <laughs> and then, like, jerk off to it. I didn't, which I didn't like, do. Which I didn't do. When you're, like, eight? <laughs> I didn't do that. Oh, good. That's good. I, I didn't do that. I believe you. Shut the fuck up. I didn't do that. <laughs> no one's forcing you to say these what things. What the fuck? I didn't do it. <laughs> Stop. I didn't I've, do it. I've been stopped. You are the one who keeps talking about jaying off on some teas. <laughs> hey, I didn't do it. <laughs> Guys, look. Anyways, uh, a live action Barbie movie is in the works. Scheduled to come out on June 29th, 2018. Summer release, baby. Oh, block. Buster City. Get it out there. I am so stoked. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people are saying that it might come out as like more of like a satire. Oh, Because okay. they said for a long time their frontrunner to actually play Barbie was Amy Schumer. Oh, okay. So it might be I'm more of like a... Yeah, so it might be more of like a satire, more of like kind of like a 21 Jump Street-ish. Okay. Kind of. Okay. So who knows? Okay. Who knows? We won't know till it comes out. That's right. So we shall see. 
We shall see. We'll see. We shall see. <laughs> Troy, Bond 25. Oh, my God. Lots of talks about it. We already know, already know that Daniel Craig yes. is signed on to play old 007 once again right. for this historic endeavor. That's right. But. But. They might have a blockbuster director. Oh, my God. In talks. Block. Now this is a room. I want to open the rumor. Oh my word! That's big. Yeah. But uh, rumors are that talking to the producers for Bond Twenty Five, the edge of my seat, is Christopher Nolan. Oh my! (laughs) My pants have become tight. JT, look out! Look out! Chris Nolan? Yeah. Chris Nolan putting his maybe putting his stamp on this historic event. I'd be into that. Is it, now the rumors. This is rumor mill. Yeah. That's big stuff. Not set in stone just yet. Well, how who uh, who came out with this news? Um The they, Telegraph. The Telegraph. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, the big thing. The big thing. It's like the online, the Telegraph or whatever. Yeah. Got it. Because it was saying it was going to be like freaking THR or whatever or Bleeding Cool. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. When is is Comic-Con start? Is it this week? The 20th it starts because I looked it up right before we started. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that's why news is really scarce this week. Because yeah. everyone's just waiting for Comic-Con. I saw a ton of shit about Inhumans, like, as I was looking, that came out in the no last few days. Because no one gives a fuck about it. And I'm like... Because, like, D25 is pretty close, too, aren't they? I don't, I don't remember when D23... D, D23, okay. I don't know why they call it 23. I don't fucking know. Anyway, I don't know when that is ever. <laughs> it just happens a weekend. I'm like, oh, D23 happened. Here's all these Marvel trailers. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know when uh, I don't know when that is. But yeah, the 20th is when San Diego Comic-Con happens. All right. So we'll, we'll see what drops there. at the edge of our seat. I guess I got a short list of things that they're expecting okay. to release uh, on uh, at Comic-Con. Okay. I'm into We're it. Talking about possible footage and trailers for maybe Justice League. Okay. That'd uh, be cool. Aquaman. Okay. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. I'm into it. And also a possible trailer and/or footage for Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. Oh my! I would. I'd be into all those things. Yeah, I'd like to see some more stuff from all those. Now, do you think with uh, D23 being its own special thing, would they show the Netflix stuff at that? Or would they save that for Comic-Con? Probably not. If if Disney owns it, they're just going to show it there. They want as much people to be there as possible. That's true. Because I still haven't seen anything about The Punisher or anything yet. Yeah, I want to see some of that stuff. Yeah, me too. That comes out like, what, November? I don't know. Mm. I I can't remember or keep any of this shit straight. Ah, Ah, jeez. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. Last bit of news, Troy. Okay. Last bit of news. It is hot in this room. It is hot. It's real hot. 
Um, let me find a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say this one. So, uh, talking about tonight, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. As of uh, four days ago, it was tied for the highest Rotten Tomatoes score ever for a, or not tied, but it was the highest Rotten Tomatoes score ever for a superhero film. Really? At 94%. Really? Yeah. The highest ever? That uh, Apparently. Man, that's surprising with like... Yeah, you got the Dark Knight out there and everything. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe that stuff kind of, like, dwindles after a while, though. Sure. Like, more people see it, and they're just like, Ugh, unlike. I didn't like that the Joker was so mean. Ugh, I didn't like his long, greasy hair. Oh my God, why'd they kill the girlfriend? Ugh. <laughs> I'm liking these characters as much as the old not knowing what's going on characters. <laughs> Me too. Ooh. 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 Why is his voice like that? Ooh. Oh my god, why Harvey Dent's got a half face? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why does that have to be the hero we deserve? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, I thought that <laughs> May- So wait, he's not Michael Keaton? <laughs> Wasn't that Rachel Dawes? Little lady, wasn't she different in the last one? They probably couldn't afford her because they suck so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, perfect. Cynical, gross person and and uh, questioning old person are two reoccurring characters on the show now. Uh, well, if that's all your news, JT, I have one bit. Before a bit? Yeah, I got a bit. Who the fuck died? Well, I'll right? tell you who died. Joan Lee, wife of Stan Lee. Oh, man. Died um, last Thursday, I think. Okay. Thursday or Friday at 95 years old from a complications of a stroke. Ugh. They were married in 1947. And this year would have been their 70th wedding What a way to celebrate the end of the war. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they would have been married for 70 years come this December, which is something you don't hear a lot in, like, celebrity couples. Um, It's quite an interesting story on how they met. Stan Lee was actually looking to uh, somebody who was trying to set him up with Somebody who worked in a hat shop back in the 40s. So he went to go see her. weird 40s people wearing hats. (laughs) So he went to go see her, and then Joan answered and greeted him at the door instead. And he asked her to marry her that week. Jesus. And they did. In fact, she divorced her husband. (laughs) And married Stan on the same day by the same judge. Jesus. It I was a different time, ju- man. I want to see that judge be like, all right, this is going to be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hope this doesn't catch on. <laughs> but yeah, really, uh, she um, is known from a little bit of voice work, and she also was a little bit of a novelist herself. Nice. She voiced Madam Web in the 1990s animated Spider-Man show. Oh, shit. She also appeared, I think, in... Those Madam Web shows were cool as fuck. Yeah, the weird and just trippy. Yeah. 
And didn't like the series end with it like a cliffhanger where it's like, okay, you did all this, now you can go back to Mary Jane, and they just stopped. Yeah, the, the last episode was one of the multiple Spider-Man episode where he goes and meets a real-life Stan Lee. What? Or he meets... Or he goes to the world of the real Spider-Man, where it's, he doesn't have any powers. He's just, like, a guy that dresses up as Spider-Man. And they go meet Stan Lee, I think. That's the last episode. That is weird as fuck. I thought it was those ones where, like, those Madam Web trials that were cool. Those, those like, are Those near are the, the coolest end. fucking episodes. Yeah. But, uh, like, yeah. Like, they fight those aliens, and he gets to pick his own team, and it's, like, Wolverine oh, and, and the, the Fantastic Wars. Four. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. That was good. Um, but anyway, yeah, too bad she died. It just is, it, it gets me on edge, because usually when a spouse passes away, that means, like, the other one's not too far behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people... it's sad, it's, I don't, I don't wish it upon them oh, at all, no, but, no, like, no. just with the heartache and, oh yeah, like, just all that going on, it's like, what do you got to live for now, you know? Well... <laughs> Don't put him in the grave even more, Troy. <laughs> Jesus. Stan's probably listening to this. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Stan. I, my condolences, Stan. Stan, we love you. We do. You'll live forever. You will. Uh, but, yeah, that is my bit. A big loss. Joan Lee. Joan. 95 years old, though. It, you, can't, you can't feel too sorry about that. That's a good, that's that's a a good long, long life. That's a long span you got going on there. Uh, Especially after after a stroke being that old, you're like, I hope you die. <laughs> like, <laughs> strokes are fucked up when you're that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or any time, yeah. really. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> In general, strokes are just fucked up. Right. Um, well, moving on to the trailers of the week in a segment we call, you know... It's done. Great. I have one trailer. <laughs> I have one I can throw in there just for the fact that nothing came out this week. Nothing. I went and checked all my trailer sites and it, nothing came out that was new. Literally nothing. So um, I have a, something from Netflix, a okay. documentary called Icarus. It won a bunch of awards at independent film festivals. Yeah. And it's about the Olympic Russian doping scandal of the last Olympics. Okay. Um, and they interview the guy, the scientist that was behind all that stuff, saying, like, even Putin knew what was going on. Of course. So, I, it looks interesting. Like, it wasn't, even when I heard about it, I heard about it vaguely, peripherally, when the Olympics were going on. And I, I didn't care. Wasn't that the same year that... Or no, that was at the summer. I thought it was at the same year where, like, they were in Russia. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. No idea. Listen, it's... it's I, I, this is all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I, I legit do not give a fuck about the Olympics. <laughs> Neither do I. Or doping. No, don't care. Make... Make them, make them more interesting. Dude, I, I've got, I've got one for you of a trailer that you probably even care less about. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm um, all ears. Well, if you didn't bring up the other one, I will bring up uh, when uh, me and Molly saw Spider-Man: Homecoming. They put out a new trailer for Geostorm. Oh yeah, which I saw you like watch a little I bit of when I came yeah. in there. 
And it still looks bad. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jim Sturgis. <laughs> Just getting suckered into this, like, 2012 remake. Yeah. Jim Sturgis. That's too bad. He was, like, he was on a hot streak for a while. He was. He was in Across the Universe. Uh, he did, like, that weird gambling movie. 21? Yeah. I kinda, was, it wasn't terrible. No, I liked 21. Uh... But then he just disappeared. Just disappeared. And then he came back for Geostorm. Came back to do this. And then with if you thought Jerry Gerard, Butler. yeah, if you thought Gerard Bartlett wasn't lazy enough, now he's playing a guy in space where he just like sits around and floats everywhere. <laughs> Come on, Jerry like, oh, Butler. Gerard Butler's in Geostorm. He's probably gonna do a whole bunch of action. Nope, he's gonna be floating in space, probably behind a green screen. Well, hopefully, got a paycheck. So, probably. There you we'll go. see. There you but yeah, Geostorm. Also saw um, a trailer for a documentary called California Typewriter, hmm. where uh, Tom Hanks, John Mayer, and like some other guy just talk about how much they love typewriters, I guess. God. <laughs> Does that have to be a movie? <laughs> Can it just be like a YouTube video? <laughs> Jesus. Can you just go on a podcast and like have a little something I mean, like... Hey, I like typewriters. They're just the fact that John Mayer likes typewriters makes me hate him even more. Oh, yeah. Like, like Tom like, Hanks, I can see. Yeah. Like, I, anything, like, niche or, like, about Tom Hanks, I'm like, that makes me like you even more. But, but John Mayer's, like, the exact opposite. <laughs> I know, right? Like, there could be something Tom Hanks love that loves that John Mayer also loves, and it makes me love Tom Hanks more <laughs> and hate John Mayer more. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's perfectly said. I was, I'm like trying to think of something like that would like sway me the other yeah. way. I'm like, nah. Like if like Tom Hanks, I was like, I like constant common tea. I'm like, you would, wouldn't you? And like John Mayer's like, I too. Shut up, Shut John Mayer. You fucking hipster bitch. <laughs> What a dumb asshole John Mayer is. <laughs> I like, as I was watching the trailer, like, Tom Hanks is, like, describing how much he loves typewriters, and I'm like, oh, that's cute. And then John Mayer's, like, saying pretty much the exact same shit, and I'm like, what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Who are you? You grew up in an age where typewriters don't need to be a thing, John Mayer. Stop being such a fucking tool. Then Tom Hanks comes like, oh yeah, Tom Hanks, yeah, he fucking loves typewriters. Like you can see Tom Hanks behind a typewriter. Yeah, you're like wow, this is swell. That makes him charming. I know, <laughs> but just like one key press of one from John Mayer, and you're like, get the fuck out of here. Why don't you use a goddamn Mac computer like everyone else in your fucking generation? <laughs> Gotta be this stupid hipster fuck. Using typewriters. Stupid b-hole. <laughs> well, that's a good rant. I like that. Uh, well, that brings us into the main event. The main event. Of the evening. And JT, I know you've been hanging by a thread. Yeah. Wanting to hear my thoughts on Spider-Man and yes. the looming news I've just been holding over your head. Yeah, I... What happened? <laughs> so, 
I almost wasn't able to see Spider-Man, like, how Baby Driver happened. Yeah. Because I wanted to go see it. I had to work Saturday. Yeah. And then I wanted to see if my parents could watch Macy on Sunday so both me and Chelsea could see it. Yeah. But they were gone all Sunday. Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, who in a pinch can watch a baby? So we didn't see it Sunday. And then Monday, went to work, and I felt fine. And then I go to the bathroom, and there was blood. (laughs) And it freaked me the shit out. Was it number one or number two? It was blood in the poo. Oh, shit, yeah. And my mom has a brief stint with colon cancer. And so it put me in a very cold sweat. Oh, yeah. And... I brought it up to my boss. I'm like, hey, I finished that thing you wanted me to do. Um, I'm going to go to the emergency room because there was blood. <laughs> there was blood in the bathroom. And it was from me. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, go. <laughs> Get out of here. So I go and leave work. Yeah. And uh, it's let me cut you off right now. It's not serious. Good. Good. <laughs> so we can cut the tension right now okay. because the story gets better from here. Wonderful. <laughs> well, for the audience, maybe not for me so much. I can laugh at it in hindsight. So I go to the emergency room. Yeah. And I come up to the the window of the uh, the uh, receptionist there. And there's people in the waiting room. And she's like, hi, what can I do for you? I'm like, uh, I'm here because I have an emergency. And what's your emergency? And I, like, look over at the people. Uh, I shit blood. uh, I went to the bathroom and there was blood. And they're like, oh, my God, just come in here. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, why would you make me say it in front of, like, a waiting room full of people? So I go in there and they take my blood pressure and everything and Turns out I have good blood pressure. I thought I was a little high last time. So now I've lowered my blood pressure. That's good. Well done. Uh, And they immediately take me into a room where the doctor comes in. And he already is, like, aware of my situation. And he's, like, pretty, like, great bedside manner. Like, a guy that I would probably hang out with if he wasn't, like... 15 years older than me. Hey, bro, let's grab a few (laughs) brews. Maybe talk about your bloody stool. (laughs) He was like... (laughs) So it's not a good day when you're bleeding from your butt, huh? And I'm like, no, no. I love this guy already. <laughs> and that's what I was like, all right, this guy's all right. And so he's like, all right, well, I'm going to have you get in this gown. You can keep your drawers on if you want. I need your shorts off, but keep your drawers on. You know, just I'll give you five minutes. And I'll be right back. I'm like, okay. So I got back and he's like, all right, well. And he goes on proceeding to tell me a story about like how he was in the service and he learned some uh, that's where he did his medical training, was in the army. Oh, there you go. And so he came back, and now he's in the private sector. Uh, that Or public sector, I guess it would be? Ah, it doesn't matter. But anyway, he's like, all right, this is going to be the uncomfortable part. <laughs> Why don't you turn on your side and drop your drawers a little bit? Oh, shit. And he went into more of like a story on like how he had to learn this in like a room, a barracks of 40 guys. But essentially... It boiled down to, this is a trick I learned in the army. And then he shoved his finger in my butthole. Oh, there you go. (laughs) And he's like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, just, this is hurt or is it uncomfortable? And when he did it, I was like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Hey, we gotta do that shit in like the next 10 years, so you might as well get out of the way now. Like, you're ahead of the curve right now. Thank you. Thank you. Like, in 10 years, I'm gonna be you, where I'm like, <laughs> And he's like, well, good news is, it's probably just a fissure. Have you had any hard stools lately? And I'm like, no. He's like, it's nothing to worry about. It's probably just something that sprang up. Here's some... I need you to just eat less acidic for a few days and stave off alcohol. Yeah. So that's why I'm drinking water. Gotcha. And not enjoying some PBRs with you. Gotcha. So for a month, I have to take a pill every morning to lower the acidity in my guts. Okay. And take it easy on the booze. Gotcha. But, other than that clean bill of health JT. i was gonna i was gonna say uh i have a similar story where uh <laughs> there was like a week where uh our friend big a was yeah. like in town this was like back when i was like shit i think i was like still in college maybe yeah i remember you telling me the story yeah but like uh me big a and uh our friend dodgeball tyler yeah like dbt every night <laughs> would go out drinking like every night yeah and I was like, I was getting to a point where I'm like, guys, I want to go out, but I'm not feeling good. And they'd be like, you fucking pussy, let's go, let's, come on, let's do it. <laughs> right. So it's like four days straight, we've been going out just like drinking as hard as possible. And then the fifth day, I'm just like, I just don't fucking feel good. <laughs> and I went and I like did my number two and I looked down and it's like full of blood. And I'm yeah. like, uh, and then like I got that text <laughs> message that was like, we're going out tonight, you ready to go? I'm like, I can't i'm sick <laughs> so i was like i got the whole like oh you pussy whatever blah 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 but i was like i don't want to die <laughs> i don't care so i was like i'm gonna see how, where this goes if this happens again tomorrow i'm gonna go to the hospital and then i next day no blood so i was like Whew. yeah like i i legit drank myself into bloody stool <laughs> like it was awful yeah 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 it's quite jarring it is like you see it and you're just like <laughs> I'm turning inside out. I yeah. know it. So that's how I got to see Spider-Man on Monday. You just had you were off work and just went. I, <laughs> the doctor he also said like, "Where do you work?" And I told him where I worked. I'm not gonna say it on the show, but uh, he's you like, "Pussy." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Do you do heavy lifting there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do a little heavy lifting." He's like, I would refrain from heavy lifting, just for your. Hind end's sake. Yeah. And I'm like, good thinking. He's Gives like, you like the wink, like, yeah, you know. Go back to work tomorrow. Doctor's orders. And I'm like, this guy sounds awesome. <laughs> I was like, all right, sounds I wanna, good. I like, want know this guy's name so I can make him my personal physician. <laughs> like, I show like, oh, you got an aneurysm, huh? Not a good day when you have those, huh? <laughs> no! <laughs> Ooh, you got scrambled up up there. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Had a stroke. Whoops. <laughs> uh, you had a stroke. Why the long face? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I had an afternoon to kill to, before I had to pick Macy back up and then uh, go get see Danger from work because we all carpool together. Of course. Uh, so I was like, well, I'll just go see Spider-Man. And I'm glad I did because there we go. Little opinion spoilers. Oh, shit. Spider-Man was good. I'm going right. to say it right off the top. Okay. Um, 
Obviously, not even, not even sugarcoating. I'm not going to sugarcoat. Not going to sugarcoat the already sugarcoated opinion. <laughs> right. I will give my final review because okay. it, uh, at the end. Okay. But right now, I'm going to say I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get hit you with these stats real quick. Do it. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, as of July 11th, July. Had, uh, had a budget of $175 million, weekend box office, domestic, $117 million. Uh, there was rumors of it getting past $100 million last week, we said. Yep. Nailed that, and soared above it by $17 million. Uh, domestically... I think it's the third highest grossing movie so far this year. Oh my. Yeah, that would probably be it. Yeah, I, I think I, Guardians beat it, and something else beat it, and I can't remember what it right was. Right on. Um, domestically, as of the 11th, it has made $144.2 million worldwide, $283.7 million. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 93%. IMDb has it at an 8.1 out of 10. Common Sense Media, what are they going to say? Four stars. Oh. Four out of five stars. Common sense. Not a bad Media. review in the bunch. Is that the one that like gave like uh, Scott Pilgrim like one star? Com uh, I'll go back and see when we did Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> there was it was like they gave like a really good movie like one star, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, uh, I don't remember which one it is, but. Uh, <laughs> no, box office mom gave Scott Pilgrim one out of five buckets. That's right. God damn it. <laughs> but I've been using Common Sense Media as, like, my third one for a little bit now. Because it's hard to find, like, just a w weird one-off, like... You need to go to... You need to revisit box office mom sometime. Oh, I will. Don't worry about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> these buckets, they make no sense. What's the, what's the bucket? Who knows? <laughs> Uh, so, JT, what happened in Spider-Man Homecoming? Well, we revisit a young Peter Parker from uh, the events of Captain America Civil War, where he's just getting along as a good old Brooklyn teenager. That's right. Going to school, doing the same old thing, also trying to be a big superhero. That's right. But, uh, of course, the real-life trials and tribulations of being a... Uh, common everyday American teenager kind of get in the way. That's right. There you go. Is that it? Uh, I don't know. I can, can kind of throw in when uh, <laughs> I can throw in uh, especially when he comes across uh, some highly sophisticated weapons oh possibly my. being fashioned by a one Adrian Toomes and uh Trying to figure out how what it takes to be a real hero. Right on. Great synopsis. Good. We got there. Uh, yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, right off the bat, uh, they're showing uh, how Adrian Toomes gets to where he is. Yeah. And I found that I really dug Michael Keaton in this movie. He was... Probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Me too. Me. I mean, Tom Holland's great. And Tom, we'll get yeah, to, Tom Holland's good. Yeah. We'll get to him in yeah, a yeah. minute. But like, the the performance that Michael Keaton did in this was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody gives a shit about the Vulture. Yeah. And like, not only did they redesign him to make him look 
great. Yeah. But Michael Keaton played it off as, like, actually scary. Yeah. And it's one of the first villains that you can almost see his point of view that they've done yeah. in a Marvel movie. And they play the Vulture character in a way where even though it's completely different from, like, the animated series, from what I've from yeah. what I know. Yeah. Like, the Vulture character, like, the name still makes sense. Right. He's, he's, he's scavenging off yeah. other things. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I never even put that together. Great. The Vulture <laughs> scavenges off all this wreckage from uh, right? earlier Marvel movies. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, Tom Holland, uh, great in this. Uh, later on, I'm going to ask, I'm going to have you stack them up uh, compared to the other Spider-Man. Okay. okay. But uh, he's very charming. Yes. He looks the part of a high schooler, even though he's 21 years old. Yeah. He's <laughs> very, very close to what high schooler looks. Um, he plays he's the 21 he's 21 oh, yeah. i feel so sorry for him now <laughs> why because he looks so like if you're oh, 21 sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. and you're like trying to like like wow other 21 year old right people of preferably like maybe the opposite gender i don't sure. know tom holland might be <laughs> but like yeah you're gonna it's gonna take a little bit of yeah, effort i could see that I could see that. Coming from somebody who looked very young at a very, at like, at growing ages. I should go looking back at pictures of myself at 21. Because I bet you I looked younger than I think I did. I know I did. <laughs> I even tried as hard as I could to look as old as possible with my <laughs> shitty fucking pew beard that I had. Like that goatee that I was, uh, I would like, I would like grow that shit out as long as possible. It was like. I just want a beard so bad so I don't look like I'm fucking 17. Uh, so, anyway, Tom Island's good at that. He plays Peter Parker really well. Mm-hmm. Plays the uh, high school character, like, really well. Because, I mean, yeah. you don't really get to see that in the other Spider-Man movies mm-hmm. as much. Um, and then he also plays a really great Spider-Man. Like, uh, compared to, like, the rest of the Avengers... I'm glad that he is not an adult superhero. Yeah. Like, that stands as tall as, like, Hawkeye or whatever. He's, mm-hmm. like, the shortest stature ever because he's a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. So that's that's great. Um, other characters in this. What did you think of his uh, pal uh, Ned? Good. Very good. I, uh, like... <clears throat> like, to, just to go into, like, my opinion in general, like, uh... This is probably one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Oh, my. It's really goddamn... Because I went into this being very critical. Because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, it's another Spider-Man movie. There's been, like, five already. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot see what they can do to this that... Like, even if it is a really good movie, I can't see what aspects they can dive into with Spider-Man that would be substantially different, where I would be like... Wow, that was really fresh and original, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. But this movie like went above and beyond to just make this character that's been seen five <laughs> other separate yeah. fucking times yeah. fresh and original. Like I w- walked out like fuck, like Marvel is cra- like crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> like even right. like uh coming out of Guardians 2 where I was like it was okay, like it was good, but it just kind of felt like a rehashing of like the first one just a little amped up. Sure. But with this, like they everything, they just just hit 
all the notes. Like right. this, this one even feels more immersed in like the universe they've created than any other movie before this. Oh yeah, like yeah, I thought that too. Like they they look more through like the eyes of like a common person living in this world right. where you're like I can kind of see what it's like to be just a common civilian pedestrian walking down the street and being like. I live in a world full of costumed people where aliens attack sometimes. Right. Well, it helps that, like, uh, like just that Spider-Man is so ground level. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not an Avenger going off and to other exotic yeah. places. He's yeah. like, where all this other shit happened? Him and uh, the Vulture. Yeah. And I almost wish they would do that for, like, the Netflix shows as well. Because they're all yeah. street-level shit, too. And yeah. they bring up the event or whatever, every yeah. once in a while. But I'm like, why can't it be just kind of like how they did in Spider-Man? There's yeah. this shit kind of floating around everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah, like, they even, yeah, they do that, in, like, in the Netflix things where it's like, oh, the event, the event. But in this, they're like, this shit happened. Yeah. We're going to talk about it, and it's going to be a big part of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> this was like, this was like our 9-11. Mm. These fucking aliens coming down and just fucking shit up. Yeah. And it, it, they do, like, they do it awesomely, like, through what people talk about, through, like, the fucking small Captain America vignettes they have in certain things. Oh, sure. That are fucking amazing. And, like, uh, just how people interact with each other. Like, it all makes sense as, like, someone who's, who's a normal person living in this world. And that's what I fucking love the most about this. Yeah. It really makes New York City feel, like, lived in. Yeah. And, like... Some say another character of the movie. Oh, New boy. New York City. Uh, another character. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it makes it feel like uh, you've been there before, and it's not like something new and you're off in a, a yeah. new like location or whatever. Yeah. I liked it a lot. They definitely took, took, the ad- took the advantage of Peter Parker being a very normal kid that has these special powers and actually using that to their advantage where they can be like, Okay, how would a normal person treat just like the newest guy that has a superpower? Sure. Because it's like, gotten to the point now where it's like we have the Avengers, they're like the fucking A team. Mm-hmm. And now we have some guy that's like, oh, you can climb on walls and shoot webs out of your hands? Oh, cool. Boo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'll get into more characters when we can, like, well, we'll, we'll do more spoilers. Yeah, things, when we so do spoiler stuff, yeah. Talk. What do you think about uh, the action in this movie? Action was f- fantastic. Right. I thought it was really good. Uh, just yeah, like uh, the the fight scenes are really good. Like there was actually like really cool hand to hand stuff mm-hmm. in this. <clears throat> um, uh, something that po- I watched like the Mister Sunday movies on this, and they uh-huh. point out like a really funny thing where uh, during the bank robbery, like you see this in the trailer, right. but during the bank robbery. He forces the guy dressed as Thor to punch the guy dressed as Hulk. Right. <laughs> so get him back for yeah. pushing him or whatever in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, I like the action a lot in this, too. I, It's cool to see, like, this little spindly guy flip all around these other people. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the, uh... And they make it that he's not perfect either. Yeah, like he's not a per- learning yeah. on on the job. Yeah, he's not like this perfect fighter. Like he didn't get these powers and is just like, I know every like that's the one kind of thing that kind of drew that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way about like Captain America. Like the first one was that like he gets these powers and the first thing he does is he chases a guy driving in a car. Sure. I was like, don't you need like some kind of recovery time? Like you just 
became <laughs> this super strong dude. Yeah. And you're all automatically perfect. Yeah. But with this, it's like he's learning on the job. And, yeah. like, even, like, the fun, there's, like, a f- awesome scene in here where it's, like, because I thought this to myself where it's, like, how does he really know, like, the physics of shooting a web and then when he, like, swings on it that it's, he's going to get all the way through? Right. And there's a legit a scene in here where he does that and he falls, like, face first on a fucking <laughs> building where yeah. I'm, like, yep, they did that. Good. I want to know, like, who's the first person that he, like, punched with, like, his super strength and, like, is testing out... Because if he's, like... If he can catch a bus, which he says that he can do in the movie... Yeah. Like, if he punches that first guy, wouldn't he just splatter (laughs) his head? Like, who is that test guy? I don't know. (laughs) He's not going to bring it up. It's going to be, like, that thing where, like, he just... They don't show any scenes where he's, like, laying in bed, so he's just going to be like, I can't believe I killed him. <laughs> I just want to, like, see one scene where he's just, like, rocking back and forth in the fetal position. Like, <laughs> I thought he was stronger. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was stronger. I didn't know I was a strong. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> duh, is there anything else that you really wanted to say about the movie before we go into talk about it more openly? Uh... I bring up on here a lot of times that, like, comedies nowadays have been really going, like, have been, like, terrible lately. Yeah. This is, like, the funniest movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's, While not being, like, I'm gonna tell you a joke. No, there's throwaway lines where I'm, like, I'm still laughing and it's still going on. Right. And it, like, uh, I don't know, they just, like, uh, it does a really good job of, uh, like, uh, talking about, like, the monotony of being, like, a high school student, even. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some things in here where, like, I... Even even though it, like, talks about, like, high schoolers nowadays, and I've been out of high school for fucking ten years, uh-huh. where it's, like, uh... Like, I can connect with that when I was a high schooler. Like, being, like, being gaga over a girl one minute, and then, like, wanting to build a fucking Lego Death Star with your best friend the next minute. <laughs> sure. Like, high school's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you're all over the place. <laughs> but, like, but, yeah, like, I can totally I can totally connect with that, and I thought this movie was a really, did a really good job of that, like, actually making him seem like a genuine high schooler, but also being, like, like, if you're gonna do this job, you have need to grow up fast. Yeah. Like, super fast. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... We both said it was pretty good. You should go check it out in theaters if you can. Do it. Uh, but if you don't want it spoiled for you, then please pause this. Go see it. Then unpause it <laughs> and listen to the <laughs> rest of it. Hold the device in your hand as you're watching the film. <laughs> and then immediately press play once you leave. Uh, so let's go back into the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ned, uh, his best friend Ned is essentially a character called Genki from the ultimate version of Spider-Man. Okay. Even to his race. Yeah. Like, it's... It, I. This is what I found... We, I didn't hate him in the... I liked him a lot in the yeah. movie, actually. He's is very charming. Is this the charming. Miles Morales? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, because Genki is what Ned is to Peter to Miles Morales. Yeah. To the T. Even mm-hmm. to, like, building Legos together. And... So I was like, well, if they ever get to Miles Morales, are they going to do this again and, like, have it be the same thing? 
Like, it's not really a nitpick of the movie, but I'm like, further down the line, because they do make a reference, a slight reference, that Miles Morales could exist in this Yeah, in this uh, Donald universe. Glover plays, like, the guy that's supposed to be, like, his uncle or something, right? Yeah. Well, he's, uh, I can't remember his name, like, Alan Davis or something. Yeah. But he's the Prowler. Okay. And so, he makes reference to a nephew that he doesn't want to have a nephew grow up in, like, a town like this or whatever. Yeah. And that's supposed to be Miles Morales. And you don't know how old he is. It's just that one throwaway line like that. So, I'm like, I hope Miles come like, after Tom Holland's contract is up, they do a Miles Morales. That's a super smart thing to do, though. Yeah, it it really is. Yeah, like, if Tom Holland's just like, I don't want to do this anymore, then it's like, okay, then we can bring in uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. And we can, like, continue the story from there. Right. And I hope that it does that, because, um... Miles Morales is cool because he's even a younger Spider-Man than Peter Parker. Yeah. Like, I think he gets it when he's, like, 13 years old or something oh, like shit. that. And so he's, like, this small, tiny little kid with this immense strength and power. And he can, like, stack up against the likes of, like, Captain America and stuff like that. So it's pretty sweet. Yeah. But anyway, that's not even in this movie at all. Yeah. But um, uh, Ned Leeds was really cool. I think he got... I, he got a lot of laughs out of me, like, when he wears oh, that yeah. fedora to the party. And I just wanted Aunt May to turn <laughs> yeah. around and be like, that fedora's doing nothing for you, Ned. <laughs> no, I, yeah, like, Ned is, like, the total, like, there's so many, like, geeky high schoolers in there where I'm like, that's probably stuff I would do when I was in high school. Sure. There was, like, a, I think pretty sure there was a phase in high school where I was just, like, wearing weird hats every, every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I you can remember. probably attest to this. I don't remember weird hat phase. I I do remember getting like a fucking uh, like that taxi cab hat or something at one point, mm-hmm. thinking that was like super cool. Well, you were ahead of the curve on that one. I don't know. There was times where I, I would. <laughs> I don't know. There were so many times I would do shit where I was like, "This is really fucking cool," and then I like come to you guys and be like, "The fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, also, a little fun fact, Ned Leeds in the comic book continuity is one of the Hobgoblins. So check Uh-oh. that out. Check that out sometime. He uh, is a uh, Harry Osborn in training. That's right. Which I was totally, okay, since we're in spoilers, I was totally waiting for them to bring up, like, uh, Oscorp bought Avenger Tower. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was, like, I was waiting for, like, the fucking thing where, like, there would be, like, Harry Osborn, like, Norman Osborn or something. Like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. It would be even... so cool to have, like, that, like, have, like, these really tense scenes, but it's, like, in a surrounding that you were kind of, like, familiar with. Because right. we've known that tower for so long, and now it's, like, more of, like, a looming thing as opposed to, like, a comforting thing. Right. That would be so fucking cool. Yeah. I, I didn't hear... Or I didn't think about that until I heard, like, a review, and they, I think, mentioned the same thing, too. It must have been totally obvious to you, it's somebody but me. But I was like, oh, yeah, that would be fucking really cool. Yeah. And then I got going on it, though, over like, what if, like, Sony and, like, Marvel end up, like, not playing well together? And then they've, like, established this big giant tower. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Oscorp tower, and then they can't really use it anymore. Yeah. So I go, well, was a smart but like decision. I think that's why they're doing the whole like moving up state thing is because they want to set New York aside for Spider-Man. That would be okay. 
Because like. it's like because they're separating themselves from New York, so they can actually do like the things where it's like maybe maybe do like a uh, Sinister Six thing. Sure, that would make sense because the Avengers are not even anywhere near like New York City. Right, right. Um, and then, um, what did you think of Zendaya, Michelle, in this movie? Oh, you mean my name is MJ? Yeah. I don't hate it. I did not <laughs> like that. That was one of the things where I was like, whatsoever. I'm pretty sure Troy hates this. I felt so tacked on. It did feel tacked on, but it's like one of their like, and it felt like the scapegoat things. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Because they don't even really have to commit to it. They could, yeah. Because Zend, I liked Zendaya in the, the movie. The character in it was really like I liked the idea where it was like. She's always in the background. Like, she's always, like, there for him, but it's never, like, very apparent. Where she's just in the background being like, oh, I'm just doing this, I'm just doing that. Right. But it's like, no, you're there because Peter's there. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> like, I liked that she was always, like, adjacent to, like, his circle of friends or circle of, like... yeah comrades or whatever like it would be like a scene playing like off in high school and then be like why are you here and she's like oh well i'm doing this where she's like she's brushing it off as like well you're just a part of my group but it's in in actuality it's because peter's there sure and they i'm like they don't make they don't beat you over the head with that but i like <laughs> i like her in this because she's just Almost like an emotional foil to, like, <laughs> Peter Parker. Because, like, anytime he's like, hey, like, what's going on over... And she's like, shut up, you're dumb. And it's yeah. like, ah, brings him back down to earth a little bit. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Like, yeah. when he's... I think it's at the actual homecoming dance, and he looks across the room, and Zendaya is, like, just, like, waving at him and then flips him off. And I'm just like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Just, like, one person just yeah. like, hey, nerd... Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Like, I heard lot. a review for her is like, yeah, people shit on it, but it's like, if they do, like, stick with her as, like, the actual MJ, like, do, like, a thing where, like, she gets into acting and then her stage name, because actual Mary Jane is an actress. Yeah, I know. So, like, do, like, a thing where it's, like, uh, so, like, her stage name is Mary Jane. Sure. When she gets into it or whatever. I just thought it was a contrivance to, like, <clears throat> just make fanboys happy, and I don't think it yeah. did. Like, I didn't care for it. Like, it's, 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 like, the. The equivalent of, like, Dark Knight Rises, where yeah. it's like, my name's Robin. Right. It's exactly <laughs> the same. And I was like, oh, that's kind of dumb. I don't like that. I liked Michelle, but I, I didn't like any of that. What did you think of the new interpretation of Flash Thompson? I liked it. Me it too. Seemed like, it seemed like an actual bully. Right. As opposed to just, like, some, like, jock meathead where it's like, yo, I'm the best guy in school. Right. Fuck off. But this guy he just he just seems like a prick that just calls you names. Yeah, and like, yeah. Penis Parker <laughs> is just immature enough where it's like a real yeah. insult that kids would call each other. Yeah, like he seems like a legit bully. Like I never had bullies that were like super jacked and were like fucking beating the shit out of me. I had ones that would just like, like fucking like go like out of out of out of their way to be like piece of shit and then like just leave and, like <laughs> i don't even know what to fucking do now yeah but they were more closely associated with you than like a yeah. big jock would like be. he was still part of the friend group even right. though he's a total prick <laughs> right and i like that's how flash is in this yeah. too i like it a lot um and what did you think uh well liz allen didn't have like a huge part in this 
Like, are you sure her name is last name is Alan Troy? Well, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's not get a cart before the horse. All here, right, all right. Uh, but anyway, she is like the main romantic interest for Peter. Yeah. Um, but other than that, she really doesn't do. Yeah, she's fine. Lot. Her family, though. God, that was the best. I was talking to a few people who've seen the movie yeah. and listened to a few reviews, and they were about split half and half on like whether they saw that coming or not. Some people yeah. did, and I was like, I must have been just immersed in the movie and yeah. just like being taken for a ride that I did not see that coming whatsoever. I I didn't I didn't see it coming. Like, I possibly could have seen it as an. As a as like a maybe, could have happened, but I was like so into it where like, when it happened, because like the first time I saw him, I was like, oh fuck, he killed her whole family. And yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh fuck. And then like he starts acting friendly, and then like she comes up and like holy fuck, it's, a, it's his goddamn family. <laughs> 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 yeah, which made it even better because like then you actually get to see like his like. His second life, as right. opposed to... For those who have, those have never seen it, it's Adrian Toomes' family. Right, yeah. Is Liz. And it makes him like almost like Walter White, how he's playing it like is. two... I totally, yeah, I totally was like, yeah, he's he's like the fucking Marvel's Walter White. <laughs> I mean, less meth, but... Yeah, uh, but he's like justifying these horrible things he's doing for the sake of his family. Right, and I love that. I... Uh, I love the dual nature of it, and my favorite scene in the movie is that super tense car ride Ugh. to the homecoming dance. Read my mind, bitch. <laughs> Read <laughs> my fucking mind. It's where, so goddamn good. Where freaking Adrian Toomes finds out in the car ride by grilling yeah. him. Like, you can watch him piecing it together, too, where you're like, oh, stop talking, bitch. <laughs> he's putting it together. It was like, yeah, Peter was like gone for like, I don't know, like 20 minutes. And he's like, oh, really? Like, shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then, oh, my God, it was just topped off when he finally drops him off and is like, yeah, Liz, how about you go up, talk to your oh, friends? I got, I'm just going to be a dad gotta, for a minute. Got to give the dad talk. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't wait. And then he pulls a gun out <laughs> of the. He pulls a gun out of the. <laughs> And a 15 year old kid and and makes Peter apologize to him <laughs> about no, he tells him he makes him thank him oh yeah thank him for not <laughs> killing him and I'm like this guy is fucking I, evil I this, fucking loved it, it was, so much he is like one of the best villains mm. that Marvel has made so far I know bar none yeah from like scene one when they do the whole like cleanup of uh, right. of like New York, and then that team moves in, and they're like, "We got it from here." And he's like, "Well, I bought all this shit just for this job." And he's right. like, "Well, should have fucking known." Yeah. And then he finds out that the t- team was hired by uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. And that he's getting yeah, and that he's yeah. getting money from this. Where you're like, "How the fuck am I ever going to win?" <laughs> yeah. When this asshole not only makes the mess, but then gets money from the mess. Right. Like, like, I would be like, fuck you. Right. Yeah. It, And you can totally see his point of view, which is... Yeah. And he, like, explains it to Peter that way. And I'm like, I don't disagree with him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little bit in his methods. Even he bring, <laughs> even when, like, Peter's like, but you're making weapons for people and making money. I was like, Tony Stark did the exact same fucking thing. And I'm like, 
He did. I can't fucking... <laughs> Tony Stark went to Iraq and murdered people yeah. in the first movie. Yeah! <laughs> like, how can you fucking argue with him? It's just that now that he's got this goody-tooge, like, marketing agent where, like, he can now, like, come in there and do shit, like... Even when he kills people now, like, he fucking has, like, this weird, uh, like, thing about him where, like, he justifies it by going in the wrong direction. Sure. Like, with our argument of Civil War, where I still think Tony Stark is wrong. Well. And I think that he's just doing it to cover up for the fact that he feels like he messed up. Feel in a real-life situation, this is the correct decision to make. Yeah, whatever. But we'll go but, uh, into <laughs> that some other time. Well, okay, <laughs> we'll cut out the Civil War discussion again to save us 40 minutes of arguing about that. But no, like, I... As... It, it, it makes sense. Yeah. It, it makes total it sense. I was a little bit bummed in the beginning because I thought Michael Keaton's company was going to be called Damage Control. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was the Tony Stark, like, government crew that came in was called Damage Control. Yeah. Because in the books, it's not like... It's not like a big government organiza- like organization that does it. It's like a private, like, company... Yeah. And they are, like, filled with, like, some people are, like, super strong and they rebuild New York every time it's destroyed. And it's kind of like a comical, like, hey, this is, like, a little job that's <laughs> actually a thing. So I thought that was going to be, like, yeah. his thing. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Because when she, I thought, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. was coming in to, like, confiscate all that stuff. And yeah. it wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. It was damage control. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of a bummer. I wish I would have went the other way around. And S.H.I.E.L.D. confiscated it or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter in, in regardless. But now I see why that damage control like show never took off. Because they were going to use it in this. Remember when they... Superpower? Or no, was it power? It was, was it called, called Powerless. No. It was called damage. Because Marvel oh, was, was called... going oh, okay. to have their damage control. And then DC was having their powerless or whatever the that show was, was. Was that DC? I thought that was Marvel. No, nah, it was... DC because they make reference to Batman and stuff in it. Oh yeah, it would be okay, yeah, cuz yeah. that was on NBC. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, regardless. Right. <laughs> Adrian Toomes best villain ever. Oh, and I like it that he's so not good. dead. They didn't kill him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they kill well, almost every Marvel villain. They have a they have a we'll get into the after credit stingers later, mm-hmm. but like even like I've heard a lot of people shit on the after credit stinger for him because they're like what the fuck? It doesn't bring up anything where I can like fucking jizz all over my sure. friends about it. Yeah. But I that was one of my favorite after credit stingers ever because oh, really? it, it it tells like a really small story in like a like a very small segment and I loved sure. it a lot. Uh Yeah. It's good. We'll but talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Um also, characters around uh, Adrian Toomes, they, it was the likes of the Tinkerer, yeah. who was a Marvel Comics villain, who was the guy with, like, always in a chair fidgeting with, like, making yeah. stuff for him. And, it, yeah, I just like that he was a guy that was just, like, he's not, like, very, like, oh, you want to make these big super weapons. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it was a pretty cool thing to do. You probably make that if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they had two versions of Shocker in this. Yeah. Uh, Which one- I guess they were both actual, like, Actual Shocker characters, I think I sure. heard somewhere. And then they introduced Matt Gargan, who is eventually the Scorpion in this. Mm-hmm. And maybe they had another one? I don't remember. <laughs> but regardless, they introduced, like, 
five villains in this. Yeah. And it never was ham-fisted. It was just no. like, just threw a name out there being like, hey, eventually, yeah. this cur- person could do this. They're just criminal. Criminals exist. Right. They can be criminals. Sometimes they don't have to be they mingle with each big, other. Big, super-powered fox. They're mm-hmm. just criminals. Right. Um, Which the guy that plays Matt Gargan is in Better Call Saul. Right. Yeah. As uh, He plays Nacho. Yeah, Nacho. Um, what do you think of Aunt May in this? Uh, she was good. I, I liked her because she didn't like seem like this like overpowering like parental pe- person where it's like, Peter, you weren't home at ten like <laughs> I told you to be. Like she seemed like someone who like had like a crazy life, uh-huh. but then also was a good enough like guardian where she was like, look, I'll give you a little bit of space, but don't fucking like. Give you an inch, take you a mile bullshit. Right. I liked the fact that when she dropped, like, Ned and Peter off at that party, she kind of brings up that, like, listen, I did, like, stuff when I was a kid, and I know you guys aren't, like, the most liked in school, and maybe this will help you. Like, yeah. oh, so I will take mm-hmm. you to this party. Yeah. And I was like, that's really cool. Like, like even that. when he's, like, gone all day where she was like, I thought you were dead, what the fuck happened? And then she was just like, but I also snuck out when I was a kid, too. Sure. I really like Marissa Tomei as oh, Aunt yeah. May. And how every, everyone wants to fuck her. Yeah. Like, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no matter where she goes, she's in a constant state of, I want to fuck you. <laughs> that I could almost do. I like it a little bit. And I was like, if they do it anymore in this, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I know. It. They're like, hot. yeah, look, Marissa Tomei has been hot for fucking 20 years. Yeah. We don't need to be reminded constantly. But uh, she never plays it like... Oh, I'm hot. I never knew. Like yeah. she kind of, she just she's like, what a fucking idiot. To be an aunt that <laughs> happens to be hot. Yeah, and she's just like, oh, well, thank you for bringing me food. I guess that I didn't order. Yeah, like I like it. Also, I I'm gonna bring this up because I brought it up a long time ago. Uh, my theory of Tony Stark being the actual, uh, actual Uncle Ben. Uh huh. I think they could still do that with Tony Stark. I think they still being could. the actual Uncle Ben. Well, no, not being the actual Uncle Ben, but playing the Uncle Ben role in Spider-Man. Oh, sure. Because sure. they do bring up where it's like something where they have like a throwaway line where it's like she's been through enough. Where yeah. like there was there could have possibly been an Uncle Ben who did die. Yeah. And like she's still kind of grieving, but she's still putting on like a like a happy face. Right. But he he doesn't play that role of like. You need to be careful with what you have, kind of. Like, he's just like, he was the uncle, he died, it was sad, I have these powers. I still see, like, Tony Stark being like, he dies in Infinity War, and then he spreads on the message to Spider-Man of, with with great power comes great responsibility. Because he almost does it in this, too. Yeah, he does play almost like a parental figure in this, a little bit. Um, And also, like, the fact that Iron Man wasn't in this a whole lot, either. Yeah, there's, like, one Iron Man scene. Yeah, he's, like, in it at the beginning, middle, and end, but, like, in short little bursts. Yeah. And and that was good enough. Yeah. No, yeah, it was perfect. There was, like, um, uh, a part (laughs) in the middle that was, like, I'll I'll get to that in a little little bit, because I I didn't like it so much. But, anyway. Also... (laughs) Like, uh, at the very end, when they're, they're like, hey, do you want to announce that you're Spider-Man? He's like, no, I just kind of want to be a kid. And then, like, they're like, well, it's pressed. And he's just like, well, I'll just propose to Pepper Potts. And I'm like, that is so baller. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like See, that is like the most found, baller fucking thing ever. I found that like really <laughs> jarring. Not jarring, but it was like so Pepper hasn't been in these movies for a couple years. Yeah. And like she got with Tony at the end of Iron Man 3 because he destroyed all of his armor. And then in Civil War she broke up with him because he loved making armor. <laughs> and then I guess she's just fine with it now? I don't know, but I, I just I I love that throwaway scene where she just shows up and it's like we got this press. What are we gonna do? And then he's just like, he just like looks at Happy. And he's like, "Where's that ring that I gave you?" And he just takes it. And she's like, looks at him. He's like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, I just proposed to you." Like they're just like had this like three way thing where it's like, it's like half like sentimental moment, half we need to do something with this press, otherwise we're sure. looking at a bunch of dickheads. Sure. And it was like that's a fucking that's a baller ass movie <laughs> where you're just like I'm gonna I'm just gonna propose to you and she's just like she's like she's half like. That makes sense, and half, ooh, I'm getting proposed to, and like, it leaves, and I'm like, that is so fucking cool. Yeah, I liked a little less than you did, I think. Oh, I thought it was baller, like, it's like a total Tony Stark thing, where, like, he still kind of makes it sentimental, but it's more for the public. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with you there, I just didn't like it as much. <laughs> um, what else, what else? Um, the one thing I thought that hindered... A while ago when that second trailer of Spider-Man came out and it was like the story trailer and you yeah. saw like almost every beat of the movie. Yeah. Like, sure, it, like seeing it in full, it wasn't the whole movie, but it still hit a lot of those beats. It did. And besides the the twist where Adrian Toomes is Liz's dad. Yeah. That wasn't in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Which was good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't think of anything else that was really not in the trailers that I haven't already seen. And knowing that, I I still felt like... Like the whole fairy scene, I felt like I could have gone to the bathroom and not missed a beat because I saw it in the trailer. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a cool scene. Yeah. But... What do you gain out of it, really? Just, like, the like the small things from what I really liked. Like, the fact that, like, because uh, that was when he was, like, really in-depth on, like, the, the supercomputer in his in his uh, suit, which I right. was a really huge fan of, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I, I like that, too. I loved everything that they did with the suit. Uh-huh. But, like, uh, like him, like, actually, like, using the computer to, like, kind of, like, pinpoint, like, the strongest parts of the fairy and pulling it all together. Sure. And then he was like, oh, I got it all. And then he's like, well, it's 99% good. And he's like, what? And then it falls apart. Yeah. Like, I love that. And then, um, I don't know, that's where, that's where you get, like, introduced to Matt Gargan. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, like there were small things in there where, like, especially when, like, Tony scolds him afterwards, where I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that. Like, when he said that he called the FBI. Right. And then they show up and stuff. Why didn't he call S.H.I.E.L.D.? Shields off doing their own thing. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I guess they might be still disbanded or whatever. Maybe. No, yeah, Shields gone. Yeah, that's right. Uh. I forgot about that. But um. <clears throat> but yeah, like it's just there was like smaller things in there. So where like when it came to where like Tony's scolding him, where I was like, yeah, hey, I can kind of see his point. Yeah, you kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah, the only like he, but you got it. You kind of see that in the trailer. And you even see the point where he steps out of his armor in the trailer. And that should be, like, your point that saved 
for just the movie because in that playground scene before all that, yeah, it was he's just like a not, drone. Yeah, he's just a like an empty Iron mm-hmm. Man shell mm-hmm. talking to him. Yeah, and then he thinks the same thing's happening again. He's like, "You're not even in that armor," and he steps out. Yeah, and it's like, I know he's gonna step out. I saw it in the trailer already. Yeah. So I was like, that kind of sucked. And like, I knew the ending was gonna be that the plane. Yeah, the whole the whole deal with that and fighting the vulture, and I I just. It, that, that lessened the movie a little. It, like, lost a little bit of its luster. Huh. I still like the movie, yeah. but I was like, I wish I didn't know what is going to happen next. Sure, like, like, like a little curveball was thrown at me, and I was like, yeah. oh, cool. But then it would settle back into what I knew it was going to go. Yeah. Like, they did throw, like, beats in there where I was like, I would have appreciated more if they didn't show it in the trailer, more in the movie. But there was enough stuff afterwards like just like small things here and there where i was like i'm like even though like i'm kind of know where it's going like i'm still loving the fuck out of it like a lot yeah like even i like there's so many how many like uh uh superhero films have we seen where it's like they get like this specific suit and then like it gets to like the big battle at the end and they get like the, the mega suit where sure. like they fucking like fight off like the bad guy at the end like this takes like the exact like the exact opposite route right. that I fucking loved. Yeah. Where it's like he has this big super suit the whole movie and then it's like what, taking it away from you and then he gets back into like his old one that he had. And he sweats. Yeah, like <laughs> he's like fucking like shitty sweatsuit with like these weird goggles. Like I like that. Like it actually drove the tension up more. Like right. I fucking love that shit. And like I didn't like I kind of drew that from the trailer, but. I don't know, like, there were so many cool things in it that I was... I didn't fucking care. The suit is really badass. Like, yeah. e- even more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because from the that one trailer where you get to see, like, he turns his hands over and you get to see kind of, like, his vision, it's like, you have 518 web combinations. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit! And he almost has, like, Iron Man vision through his, like, <laughs> goggles or whatever. But that whole suit thing was yeah. cool, like how... It essentially almost is an Iron Man suit it is. for Spider-Man, and I really liked that. Uh, it's it's almost unnecessary because he was during the training wheels protocol or whatever. Yeah. He was already doing okay. Like he's web swinging. Like he yeah. only had the the one thing he knew how to mm-hmm. do, and like he's already super strong. And they take all that shit off, and then it's like all this like accoutrement <laughs> that like you won't ever like. How often are you gonna use? A freaking avocado peeler in your junk drawer. Once a year? How many of Joe's avocado peelers do you think he has embedded in his suit? <laughs> That's what I tell Chelsea anytime she goes to Bed Bath & Beyond. How many times are you going to use whatever, uh, a mango zester or whatever it is? That's like all, his whole suit's a mango oh zester. God. Yeah. Like besides like a few, like the kill mode in it. Like, I know. What was that? Oh my do? god! My favorite interrogation mode. <laughs> I lost my shit. Where I was like, "No, you're a kid." No, I'm not. I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. I'm a boy. <laughs> oh my! That whole scene was amazing. Then he like uh, webbed his hands to the trunk and he left. And he was like, "What the fuck, man? I'm I'm stuck here." And he's like, it, "It'll wear off in two hours." Like, I got ice cream. <laughs> It's like, like that's why this, this movie is hilarious because they have like just like they use it as like a throwaway scene and it's right. fucking hilarious. Well, like, 
yet I loved that all those like little things are like those throwaway moments are great because I hired yeah. comedians to fill these yeah. roles. Like the chick from Baskets is the fucking <laughs> yeah. elevator. Martha is the elevator operator. <laughs> Freaking Hannibal Burris is the gym teacher. He has like the fa- one of my favorite lines in the whole thing. <laughs> Where like he has the Captain America thing playing. And he's like, "All right, well you guys got to do it." I'm pretty sure he's a war criminal, but like <laughs> you guys got to do these sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> they had Donald Glover in it, and he's got great comedic back yeah. and forth. Like I, I loved it because. Somebody I heard say like they were worried that it was gonna be like a full out joke a minute comedy with yeah. all these comedians in it, but like they were just like little supporting actors yeah. here or there and like was... Martin Starr's like the academic <laughs> coach. Oh, yeah, Martin Starr is like, great. He in even this. has like some small things here and there where I'm like, God damn it, that just adds so much. Yeah. I fucking loved it. And he plays like an exact opposite of his character from Silicon yeah. Valley. Shit, <laughs> son. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, what else? Um, we're, so, um, this movie says that, uh, it takes place eight years after, uh, the Avengers. Yeah. And so apparently online there's a thing where it throws all the whole timeline of stuff into question of when all these years happen. Oh boy. I don't give a shit about any who of that. Fu- yeah, who fucking cares? All you gotta know is, like, all these movies, like, happen after one another. It's a yeah. continuing story. Yeah. Don't fucking... Ma- it doesn't matter <laughs> what year and date Avengers happen. Just know that after Avengers, all these other things happen. You have happen. Like, look on your face where you just want to yell, like, shut the fuck up, nerd. No kidding! Like... <laughs> I don't care if you think Avengers happened in 2008 or 2012. It doesn't matter to me. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's all moving forward. Get over it, nerds. Yeah. I'm glad you have the same sentiment as I me. I know. I was you ready to give le- less of a shit. Yeah, I was like. ready to be like, there was like, I was like listening to this review where people were bringing up like uh, criti- criticisms they have of it. And I was like, man, I can kind of see Troy maybe saying this, and if he does, I'm just gonna fucking yell at him and be like, shut the fuck up, nerd. <laughs> I'm in that seat now. Good! Shut up, nerds! Because I was like, I was ready to be like, I'm just waiting for him to say that one thing where I'm like, shut up! Because <laughs> there was like, I, I don't know, I was listening to this review where like they were like just going off these beats where it's like, well, people don't like that this happened. And this, this happened in the book, but this happened in the movie, and they didn't like that. And I'm like, I, I hope Troy says that so I can fucking tell him to <laughs> shut the fuck up. A lot of things that they added in this movie from the books, I really enjoyed that they did. Like, yeah. the whole Spider-Man in the suburbs thing. Mm-hmm. I love that, when because there's a few instances where it happens in, like, the Ultimate books. Yeah. And in just, like, regular continuity, too. Finds himself not in the city to swing anywhere. Yeah. And he's like, well, shit. So he just has to run? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he steals someone's car at one point? <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, they did the whole uh, trapped under rubble scene. I liked that a lot. That was really good, like, and I thought it was played amazingly. Yeah, even the way he played it off, where I was like, you, he seems so pathetic because he's stuck under all this rubble. Yeah. Where I like, like ah. legit scared, where he's like yeah. screaming yeah. for help. Yeah, like I was waiting for someone to help him because like, I can't see him getting out of this. No, and it was, yeah, the whole, it was played off amazingly. Yeah. And that's like a, one of like, one of the most 
famous Spider-Man panels where he's like lifting off the heavy machinery off himself because if he doesn't, then he can't get the medication to Aunt May and Dr. Octopus is running amok also. So it's like he needs to lift this. Yeah. And at the same time, like water is coming up to also trying to drown him. Oh shit. And it's like a big emotional scene that happened like in the sixties or seventies or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, I'm glad they put in this and it went off like without a hitch. I thought oh, it, it was, was really well it done. It was really good. Um, another, oh, shoot, I had another one too, but I f think I've forgotten it. Um, well, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing too that they did that I, that I also really liked, but I can't remember what it is now. Um, well, how did you think this compared to other Marvel movies? Uh, man, this is, this is really up there. I, cause like. Like I said before, like this feels like they actually took the time to like throw you into this universe. Yeah. Like you're you're and uh, and a lot of these Marvel films, you're kind of thrown into the shoes of somebody that is on the outskirts looking in a whole lot. Like right. Captain America, Thor, like they're larger than life. So it's like you can see yourself being like a normal person but then also being in this world but in here, like, Peter Parker's a normal person living in this world. So you actually get a much grander scale idea of what it's like to be a normal person living in the world that is Marvel. Sure. And I, that makes me like it a fucking hell of a lot more than a lot of Marvel films. Sure. So I, shit, I don't know. It's really up there. Yeah, I, I like this more than Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, I think I, I like it more than Ant-Man. But I might put Spider-Man as, like, on the same... Like, I, it's about... I like it as much as about, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, okay. Yeah. Guardians was good. Shit, I don't know. But, I don't know. It's just, like, a thing where... Like, because I can, I can connect with someone that's more, like, on Earth. On, on Earth. Sure. And, like, the Guardians is, like... Like, Guardians you can do anything with, because it's right. in a fucking wherever. But with this, like, it felt like it took, like, the ge like the genuine feeling you have as, like, a normal person, but then also threw in aspects where it's like, okay, so, like, I'm going to add this to, like, how I normally feel. Now I kind of know what it's like to be a normal person, but also in Marvel. Sure. And I, I, I really liked it for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did, too. Is it your favorite Marvel movie? Fuck, I, I feel like I need to, like, think about it more. <laughs> well, we can come back to it. I, okay. Because I think my favorite one is still Civil War. Yeah. Just because there's a huge cast of characters, and everybody yeah. is different and varied, and it played, like, a really serious story. Yeah. And I think I liked Winter Soldier more than this Spider-Man movie, too. Okay. But it's definitely in my top, like, yeah. Five, if not my top three Marvel movies. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's... I might say it's my favorite, because it's... It... It brings the Marvel Universe to, like, ground level. Because there's so many over-the-top characters where they're so far from a normal person where you can't really connect with them. But Peter Parker does that. Like, Spider-Man, like, this movie does that, where I'm like, 
I can kind of see what it's like to be a normal person now. Mm-hmm. Like, living amongst these, like, godlike men. Sure. And I really like it for that. I'm, it might be my favorite. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my, JT. Yeah. Hot news spewing from your mouth right now. Yeah. Right, right I, now. I really like the fact that they grounded it to that level. All right. Wow. Holy cow, JT. High praise. Looking yeah. forward to your grade. All right. Coming up. Uh, what did you think this uh, movie compared to other Spider-Man flicks? <sighs> easily the best. <laughs> right? <laughs> easily the it's best. It's easily the best. Like, a lot of people hold Raimi's Spider-Man 2 as really good. Yeah. And I like Spider-Man 2, but there are things that I don't necessarily like about Spider-Man 2 either. So... Uh- if I can, if I can plug something, sure. I, I listen to uh, Double Toast on a regular basis. If you look right. up on YouTube, they actually put up a video of one of the people from Double Toasted talking about why Spider-Man Three is better than Spider-Man Two, and they actually bring up like really good, like uh, is it Corey. No, it's a uh, Martin. Really? Yeah, Martin likes Spider-Man Three better more than Spider-Man Two. And he has this. I like, will have to look. He this has up. like a really good <laughs> argument for it too, where I'm like, I still like Spider-Man too, but that's a really good argument for it. Okay, because <laughs> I I like Spider-Man too as well, but I don't think I like it as much as a lot of other people think. Like, yeah. or other people like Spider-Man too. Like rather. he brings up like the obscurity that is Spider-Man two, where it's like people rag on Spider-Man three for this, but Spider-Man two did it too, and no one gives sh- gives it shit for that. Okay, where I'm, I'm like, gonna have to look that up because man, I might, that's, that's a really good that's a really good point. I might I might agree with some of those points then. Okay, sweet deal. Yeah, like, but there's this a is... scene in Spider Man Two where he goes down the street and dances, and it makes no sense. But in Spider Man Three, he has the Venom and dances, and people are like, "That's fucking stupid." Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, and yeah, what? Yeah, I'll have to just watch the movie. Yeah, just well, yeah, just watch. Just like, there's like I think it's on YouTube too. If you look up Double Toasted on YouTube, there's a video up where like he gives these really good points. Where I'm like, that's Spider-Man a really a, that's really fucking good points. Uh, sweet deal. I'll have to look that up. Uh, all right, post credit sequences. Uh, yeah. There was a mid credits and a post credits. Yeah. Um, the mid-credits one, you said you really liked. I fucking loved it. All right, go ahead. Because, like, uh, like at truth. first I was like, eh, it was okay. But then as I, like, let it absorb on me more, I was like, oh, fuck. That was really fucking good. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's it, the the credit sequence is uh, Adrian Toomes walking through prison. Right. And then uh, Matt Gargan, Scorpion, comes up to him and he's right. like, well, we got some guys on the outside that really want to know who Spider-Man is. Like, do you know who he is? And of course he knows who he is because right. he saw him. Right. And then Adrian Toomes is like, if I would have, like, if I would have saw him, I would have killed him. Now I'm going to go and say, now yeah, I'm going to go and talk to him. if I knew who he was, him. he'd be dead already yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And like, like uh, if, uh, now I'm going to go talk to my, my wife and daughter or whatever. And I love that because, like, he's not lying when he says that. Because, like, uh, fucking, like, Spider-Man, because he thought he knew who Spider-Man, he just thought it was, like, this fucking ganky little bitch that was, like, trying to, like, rob him of his lifestyle. Yeah. But then he, in the end, he saves him. Right. And, like, 
actually lets him get to this point where it's like, even though he's in jail, he's still alive to see his wife and daughter. Right. So, like, he even brings up the reason why he won't even say what his identity is. Right. Like, in the fucking thing. Because, like, even that, and even, he even saved his daughter. Uh-huh. Like, he even brings that up when he's trying to kill him, where he was like, look, you saved my daughter. Like, I still have mad respect for you. <laughs> sure. I When I first saw it, I took it as, like, dude, I'm not going to give you this kid's name because I want it for myself. No. Like, that's how that's how I took it yeah. when I saw it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, interesting. But I see your point, too, and I like that as well. Yeah. I feel like that was, like, a stinger for, like, a Sinister Six, though. Where it's, sure. like, the Scorpion being, like, I've got friends on the outside that want to know where he is. Sure. And this Tinker is still out there where it could, like, build these crazy fucking things right. for people where they can all get together and, like, try and kill him. But, like, no, I see it more as, like, I'm not going to fucking give you his name because he's the reason why I can still go to a fucking... Even though I'm in jail, I can still go to a fucking, like, booth and say hello to my wife and daughter because I'm still alive. Sure. Sounds good. And uh, the post-credit sequence (laughs) is... hilarious! (laughs) ...was another Captain America PSA, and I love that... All the Captain America PSAs are like in his, like, the pajama the shitty, costume. The, the shittiest <laughs> fucking costume that people fucking make fun of the most. Yeah, the one from Avengers. Yeah. I loved that it's that one. And yeah. it's just like, <laughs> one about being patient. Yeah. And like, waiting till the He's end of He's pretty much calling people that waited for this, waited to watch this an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And I liked it a lot. Because <laughs> I was like, looking up. Because I usually the second one, like a post credit sequence, like all the way at the end, is like something for laughs. Yeah. So, I, like, as the credits were playing, I was kind of looking up, like, is there a final one? Is it worth sitting in? And, like, from the headlines, is like, wait for the last one, you'll get a good laugh out of it. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, okay, I'll wait. Yeah. And I'm glad I did, because it was pretty funny. Oh, dude, it was hilarious. Um, anything else you want to say about Spider Man? Ah. <sighs> I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. When in the theater that I saw it in, there was an audible gasp when Adrian Toomes opened up the door. Oh my god! I thought he <laughs> killed the whole family, and I was like, "This got dark really fast." And they come in, and he's like, "Oh, come on, Peter!" And like that fucking daughter, and like, "Oh my god!" It was so fucking good. Yeah, that whole like ten minutes or whatever it was, probably not even ten minutes long, was like. The best part of the And movie. I love they made it that way, too, because, like, you can see, like, he's a really good fucking dad. Yeah. Like, yeah he's yeah. a really good dad. Like, even, he doesn't even, he doesn't know Peter's Spider-Man either, so he's, like, like, uh, just doing all this shit. And then, like, even when he knows he's Spider-Man, like, he, like, the first thing he says is, like, I can see why your daughter, why my daughter likes you. Yeah. Like, he got some moxie on you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, even when he wants to, like, he hates him and wants to fucking kill him, he still respects the fact that. He does this shit. Right. I'm like, God damn it, Vulture's so fucking good. Yeah. And they did that a whole lot better than they did in, like, the first Raimi Spider-Man, where, like, Peter finds out that Norman Osborn's oh, a green yeah, goblin. Yeah. Then, so then Norman gets this weird grin on his face, like, Oh, Peter. <laughs> Figures it out because there's a big... Where'd you get that cut on your arm? <laughs> ah, I'm gonna carve the turkey. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Uh, even though I liked him in that movie, it was like, <laughs> this was done better in this one. Yeah. Um, 
but anyway, I got nothing else to say about Spider-Man. Otherwise, it was it was great. People should see it. Yeah. I do have like minor gripes about it, and I've already said them. But uh, all right. Overall, I give this movie uh, I think a B plus. B plus. Yeah. B plus. It was like just because the tra- I think it was like hindered by the the trailers that I saw, and I was like, I know what's gonna happen. Like these story beats are. It's it's too bad I knew what was going to happen after all this stuff. And I was like, that kind of sucks. Okay. And some stuff was ruined in the trailers. Like, the reveal, like, Tony Stark coming out of his suit. Like, when that should have been, like, a like a moment, like, of, like, oh, shit. Like, you did show up. And he's like, of course I showed up. And, but you saw in the trailer already. <laughs> all right. But, yeah. I, it, it's still a great movie, but yeah. it's B+. Well, this movie fucking pisses me off because, like, I'm, like putting together my list for like the top movies of the year and they're like most of them are comic movies and I fucking hate it because I was like <laughs> like at a point I was getting I was getting to a point where I was like I'm getting sick of them but now they're finding ways to throw in small things here and there I'm like god damn it it's so good yeah this is a fucking A plus for me well, right on man I like I know I, I can see your gripes with the trailer but like this movie in like in a universe where I was like I can't see like what new things they can do. Like I'm, I'm kind of getting like, I'm not a big comic book guy. So like, as they go on, I'm like, I can't really see you doing anything new where I'd be like, fuck yeah. Show me more of that. Like I was yeah. kind of getting sick of it, but this one took it to a level where that I can connect with. And I was fucking into it the whole goddamn time. Right on. And the fact that it was funny because there's yeah. not a lot of shit there that's funny. Right. <laughs> Like, comedies nowadays fucking suck, and yep. this was actually funny. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> like, all over the place. Good action, good characters, good just all-around storytelling. I fucking loved it. I'm giving it a goddamn A+. Wow. Fuck you, B-plus, yo. Wow. Shut up, Owen Wilson. <laughs> uh, well, that was amazing. Uh, listeners of the show, let us know what you thought. You can do that on all of our social media stuff, where we will go into afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but is there anything else you've been into besides Spider-Man? I'm this really surprised last? I have a higher grade for Spider-Man than you do. I don't know. Maybe I, I was... I was like, Jesus! Maybe I'm too close to it, man. I was getting into it ready to be like, oh, fuck, nerds just jizzing all over this, and I'm like, fuck, I like it more than you. Huh? Maybe I'm maybe I'm too inside. Maybe I'll watch it again. All right. And once seeing it again, I'll have like a higher thinking because I'll like I'll know the beats are happening yeah. and I can just absorb more of it. But like I was already like I wasn't I didn't go in there with a show me attitude or prove me wrong. Yeah. I went in there just to enjoy the ride. So I was like, this is fun. Let's like, yep, this is gonna happen next. This is gonna happen next, and then that's all how it panned out. All so, right. there you go. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, anything else you've been into? Uh, well, I uh, I watched the HBO uh, thing. Um, what the fuck is it called? I just, I said the name. Oh, uh, uh, Tour de Pharmacy. Oh, did that come out? Yeah, it just, it Damn came it. out this past week. It's only 45 minutes long. Okay. And it's hilarious. If right. you liked uh, Five Days in Hell, like the uh, Andy Samberg uh, tennis one, uh-huh. you'll fucking love this one. Cool. It's hilarious. Good. You get to watch John Cena lift an entirely naked man over his head. 
Like a full blown na- like penis and all just like lifts him over his head. It's hilarious. I fucking love it. I am I'm into that. I'm into <laughs> seeing a naked man being lifted up. <laughs> yeah, like John Cena plays the younger version of Dolph Lundgren who does the testimonial <laughs> in the future. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And then Jeff Goldblum plays the testimonial of Andy Samberg. Oh, good. Yeah, I like, like that. He, they play the same character. Oh, it's so fucking. Oh, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, definitely Tour de Pharmacy is hilarious. Uh, also, uh, PS Plus put out some new games this, uh, this month, and I started playing Until Dawn, which is. Uh, it's so fucking good. Like, it's crazy. Like, um, it's pretty much like those Telltale games, but it's like, done, like, in a horror version. Okay. And it's all done, like, they use, like, actual actors, but they did, like, the mocap where they, like, oh, they sure. took like, their whole fucking, like, facial expressions and stuff. Like, remember that, like, that... L.A. Noir or whatever? Yeah. Like, yeah. they did that, but with a horror game. Okay. And it's really fucking good. Okay. And it's all done, and it's, like, uh, done with, like, your choices determine, like, how the story's told. Like, I guess I heard somewhere that there's 16 different endings to this, sh- to the- to this game. Jesus. And they got, like, some really, like, heavy hitters for it, too. Like, they have, like, Hayden Pantieri from Heroes is in it. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, Rami Malek from, uh, uh... Ro- uh, Mr. Robot's in it. Okay. Like, it's really fucking good. And they have, like, some super tense shit in there where, uh, because it's a PS4 controller, like, it knows if you're moving. So they have, like, scenes where, like, a guy's, like, walking by trying to find you and you have to hold the controller as still as possible. Like, it says, oh, shit. it says, don't move. And then if you move, then the guy finds you. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it knows how to play in that horror shit really well. Oh, and then God. on decisions, like, there's decisions you have to make where, like, someone dies. Well, like, two people are about to die and have to choose which one to save. God. Like, it, it's really fucking good. Like, if you have PS Plus, fucking make sure that you add Until Dawn to your library. Because it's fucking awesome. Oh, Jesus. High praise for things tonight, JT. Yeah. And, uh, well, speaking of high praise, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I uh, watched the movie Masterminds okay. on Netflix. They just added to Netflix with uh, Zach Galifianakis. Uh-huh. And it's awful. <laughs> it's fucking... Like, I'm legit... I'm still looking for that, that modern comedy where I'm like, that was really fucking good, and this does not Ugh. get anywhere. God. Near close. Near it good. fucking sucks. Like... Zach Galifianakis is a funny fucking dude, uh-huh. but, like, they're stereotyping him into these dumb, shitty fucking characters where they make no goddamn sense. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, make your money, <laughs> dude, but fuck. Like, I want to <laughs> see you do stuff where you're actually funny. Right. Ah, These just, comedies fucking suck. <laughs> he just did it to make a paycheck so he could finance his farm or whatever he has. I don't fucking know, <laughs> man. Like... The only good thing about it is uh, the guy from Horrible Boss, not not uh, Jason Bateman and Charlie Day, but... Um, Kevin Spacey. No, the other guy. That's part of their group. In from SNL. Bo- oh, uh, Sudeikis. Yeah, yeah, uh, Sudeikis. Fuck. Jason yeah. Sudeikis. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> but he, uh, <laughs> he plays like this like hitman where it's like... He's, like, obsessed with making sure that the 
kill is is as personal as possible. <laughs> so like, fucking uh, like. They like hire him to kill uh, Zach Alphanakis, but then like he does he does this shit where like he is about to kill him and he's like, "Run!" And he's like, "Why?" He's like, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> I, I I just want to I'm I'm it's all about the thrill of the hunt. So like he like <laughs> keeps warning him when he's gonna kill him so that he can actually like try and chase him down and kill him. <laughs> so he's like this hitman that's like off absolutely horrible and he's fucking hilarious in it. Like he's the only reason to watch it. Other all than right. that, it's a fucking dog shit movie. Ah, low praise. Yeah, but. Like, get halfway through to where you see Jason Sudeikis and then watch it. Because he's the best part of the whole thing. And he's fucking hilarious. Right on. There's, like, a scene where like, they're, like, leaving the airport. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to do, like, some counseling. He's like, really? He's like, no, I'm going to go kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, but he's the only good thing. Other than that, it's dog shit. Yes. Dog shit. Yep. Uh, that it? That's it. Uh, I've done a, a little bit of reading this last week. I'm on my road to Hickmania. Oh, I figured as much. So I'm still on that train. Um, I took a little, uh, step off that train to go on to read another event that happens, like, in the middle of his run that he didn't write called Original Sin, and I finished that today. Not good. Mm. Didn't like it. Like, the whole... It's like a murder mystery on who shot the Watcher. Okay. And so, like, uh, about an issue before it ends, it's kind of like, oh, I know who did it. And then, like, all the interesting parts are told in tie-ins and side stories that aren't in the main book. Oh, shit. So, like, people will be freaking out about stuff, because what happens is... Like, the Watcher dies, and somebody steals his eyes, which hold all the world's secrets. Yeah. And so when you're exposed to him, all your secrets are let out, and everybody knows. Yeah. And so, like, the Hulk, for whatever reason, when he sees it, gets super pissed at Tony Stark, but then you never see the aftermath of that, or why he is. <laughs> or, like, um, Thor's like, I have a sister?! But then you don't see it in the main title. Like, you find out about it from through something else, which is an interesting story, but, like, it doesn't happen in the title. Like, so all this ancillary, more interesting things are happening in the tie-ins, which I didn't read. Yeah. And all the stuff is, like, kind of boring and straightforward in the middle. So You kind of, like, like, seemed like you, uh, you <clears throat> talked about that, like, in, like, his actual stuff, too, where it's, like... He throws stuff at you in the very beginning, and then you kind of have to, like, get exposed to it. Oh, yeah, but, like, this wasn't written by Jonathan Hickman. This was just, like, an event that happened during his run that things from this, like, snowball into stuff that he is going to write down the line. So I'm like, well, I'll see what happens here, and then I'll continue going on. But, like, Hickman, he'll start something, yeah, but then it'll eventually coalesce into something in the end, whereas this just left out details and got to the end. We are like, well, what happened over here? Like, <laughs> I want to know that without having to buy a whole fucking another book or reading 20 other titles to, to know that. And that's like one of my huge gripes about events. Uh-oh. So that's why I'm hoping when I get to the very end of Secret Wars that it's not like that. And yeah. I heard it's not, but we'll see. I also read Batman Elmer Fudd. Oh, fuck. Tell you right now, best crossover of the year. God damn it! It is so good. 
It you would never imagine that this I can't crossover. Picture how it would be good. I, I can't picture. The whole thing is narrated how Elmer Fudd talks. So he talks God damn it! <laughs> so he talks like this the whole time. And like every Looney Tunes character is like reimagined as like a real person. And so Holy Bugs shit. Bunny is like this tall, lanky guy with like buck teeth who sits at a bar. And like uh <laughs> there's a guy named Taz, or there's like Taz is in this, mm-hmm. and he, when uh, Batman comes into the bar, he attacks, uh, Taz attacks Batman, and he just comes at him like, Brah! and oh Batman just goes, shut up, and like, just punches him into the floor. God damn it. It's so good. Like, it is better than it ever needs to be, and as you were talking, I was going to see if I could find it on Amazon just to buy for you, but like, issues are already up to $30. Ugh. And I, I'll just let you read my Kindle version of it. But it's <laughs> it's really good. I suggest if you can, I'm I'm buy super interested and read the Elmer Fudd Batman crossover. I'm super interested. It is it's so and it's just one issue. It's so fun, and like they're not like these little weird ch- child people. They're all grown ups or whatever, and bat and they totally fit in. Like bat like Elmer Fudd goes toe to toe with Batman in this. With a shotgun and like holds his own. And it's like, (laughs) it's so good. It's so good. So get the Batman Elmer Fudd crossover. God damn it. You will not be disappointed. Um, Also, I saw that Castlevania is on Netflix. Yeah. I checked out the intro title sequence to it. Yeah. Because I guess it's really well animated. Yeah. And it was. It was really cool. But I guess it's only four episodes long. It looks very anime. Yeah. And well, the. The whole thing's Japanese. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's a Japanese game or whatever. So, like, I had no doubts about that. But um, our friend uh, Jazz, that's who she is on Twitter anyway. Oh, yeah. She was watching it. And she really liked it. And there's a okay. few other people that I talked about, and they said they are interested in it, too. Yeah. And I kind of want to check it out. The only game I've ever played was Symphony of the Night, and there's, like, 20 Castlevania games. So who knows yeah. what, like, continuity they're pulling out of or whatever. But I'm, I'm going to check it out. Hopefully, maybe this weekend. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've been playing God of War 3, because yeah. they add it for, like, four bucks for, like, PS pl- PS uh, Prime, so I yeah. started playing it, and, like, that game is so fucking hard. Oh, really? Yeah. I still haven't beaten Uncharted God, 2 yet. Holy so. shit. I fucking, uh, <laughs> I fucking uh, played, like, the, uh, just, like, the first boss. You Like, the first boss is Hades, uh-huh. and it took me, like... This, Fucking 20 or 30 times to beat him. Because it's so goddamn hard. <laughs> like, he just keeps throwing shit at you. And I'm like, this is the first boss? <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> uh, and the last thing I saw this last week, I watched the WWE pay-per-view Great Balls of Fire. Did you watch I that, I did JT? as well. I watched it in bed while Molly was trying to sleep. What'd you think? It was pretty good. I liked the tag match. Or no, what was it? What was that I liked? I did like the tag match. The Iron Man tag? Yeah, the Iron Man tag I liked. Um, There was a match that I really liked that I can't fucking pick up right now. I really liked the pre-show match. Neville and... I didn't see that. That was really good. That was okay. for the Cruiserweight Championship. I, I fucking love Akira Tozawa. Yeah, he, it, that was a really good match. Yeah. Um, I... You, Go back and watch that one. That'd be pretty right. good. I'll, I'll have to go. Back like and it check was it almost out. like it ruined the rest of the card for me. 
Like, because I was like, you're not going to get better than that. And some of it wasn't. I totally fell asleep during the ambulance match. And then I, like, woke up and I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I didn't miss anything. I... <laughs> like, I... The ambulance match was okay. No, it wasn't. I don't know. It... I just was, like, on Twitter, yeah. mostly the, the they whole did, match. They did, like, one thing where they went through the LED board, and I was like, cool. And then the whole thing where Roman, like, backed yeah. the ambulance up into a semi. That took way too long afterwards to get him Braun Strowman out. Yeah. They did a throwaway fucking match with Heath Slater and uh, Kurt Hawkins. Which I would have be like... enjoyed watching that match, <laughs> I think. I know. Like, he's even heard, like, the bell ring and, like, him... Like, you heard the finish, and it doesn't even show. You're watching, like, paramedics trying to, like, get... Or, I think maybe it was, like, Jamie Noble at the time, trying to get into it the ambulance. was Jamie Noble? Fuck and yeah, it's like, Jamie why Noble. am I watching this? Ah, and that took way too long. I'm trying to remember, like, shit that I really liked from... Oh, dude! Okay, the, mo the match I liked the most was uh, um, Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, that, that was really match good. Was fucking badass. Yeah, I watched that whole match. That was really good. That's probably my favorite match of the whole card. Yeah, I could see that. I wasn't a huge fan of the tag match up until like maybe the last like. Joe and Lesnar was awesome just because it's fucking Lesnar. Like Lesnar is like a goddamn spectacle in and of itself. Yeah, where it's like you even, you never have a match with Lesnar. It's just make it seem like you're fighting for your life when you're fighting Lesnar, and it's like. Oh my god, I I love it every fucking time. I, yeah, I I like Lesnar as champ. Yeah, because I like that he's like the unattainable, like, yeah. and he'll show up when he wants, mm -hmm. like, kind of like the whole like the Mount Olympus of WWE champions. I love that. Yeah, but like some like I really wanted this match to go more. I didn't care if like he would have. Like, Joe lost. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I was almost looking for more of a back and forth. And it was kind of in the beginning. Yeah. And then it just went to German suplexes, and then it was done. That's, I'm like, that's Lesnar's whole thing, though. I know like, it is now, but fucking, I was like, I, I need something more. He's, the, he's the fucking beast. Like, you fucking, you go in there, and you go in there, like, expecting to fucking just go balls to the wall. And then once he gets a hold of you, then you're fucked. And yeah. that's what I like the most about him. Like, once they get that guy where it's, like, the the one instance where someone pins him cleanly to the mat, one, two, three, people are going to fucking jizz in their goddamn Goldberg pants. did it? Yeah, but he was a fuck. Yeah, but that's just, like, a, that's Goldberg, whatever. <laughs> but, like, the minute they have, like, someone on the active roster where it, it seems like they fucking bled their heart and soul to pin this fucking unattainable thing yeah then it's like fuck yeah 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 no i i get that and that's why i like listeners champion yeah i was just i i really like samoa joe so i guess i was just looking for him yeah to like be more of a threat and i wanted the match because like when the match started it was like 10 to 10 or something like that and i was mm -hmm. like they're only giving this match like 10 minutes I, well, they gave that Every one of Lesnar's matches are like not even or not more than like five or ten minutes. Sure, even but, as ones with, even as ones with Goldberg where he lost were like less than ten minutes. Sure, I don't know. I just may. I guess I like I because I like Joe so much. I wanted to see it go longer yeah. and do more stuff. But whatever, there you have it. Overall, it was well, okay. We'll see what happens at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think it's a dumb name for a pay per view. Oh my god, it was the worst. <laughs> like, even like people are like trying to like say it in a looming manner to talk about their match. I'm like, 
Wow, that's this so dumb. Does not sound threatening that's at all. That's so dumb. It's like when I meet you at Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> like, how are you even? How are you not laughing when you talk about like going to this goddamn shitty pay per view? Uh, what? Fuck. There was some match where I was just like, "Fuck this!" I think. Oh, it was what match was Dean Ambrose in? Uh, him and the Miz. I don't. I fucking hate Dean Ambrose. Yeah, he's kind of waning on me, but I fucking love the Miz. Yeah, Miz is great. Oh, fuck. But like I, <laughs> I think I put on Twitter like, dude, fuck Dean Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> he like, seems like a really nice guy, but yeah, I'm not. I'm kind of falling off the bandwagon too, where he's just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Like he's not like, like if I was Dean Ambrose, I'd be like begging for like some kind of like addition to my character where I could just be like, just. Give me something where I seem interesting because it's the exact same fucking shit every fucking week. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like it. Alright. There we go. There you have there's it. Our, there's our wrestle chat. <laughs> now everyone's now that everyone's bored, where can I reach you? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Well Yeah, they can reach me at <laughs> Troy to the Max on Twitter, JT. Oh, they can find me at Bucky for Everyone on Twitter. Also, Bucky for Everyone on Instagram, barely, and more <laughs> so on Snapchat, because I kind of do it every once in a while. Right on. Troy. Hey, why not? Hey, why not? Uh, well, you can find us both at uh, Review Review Pod on Twitter. You can find us at Review Review Pod everywhere, Internet. Uh, that's Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. Google Play and review review pod at gmail.com. Oh, if you've yeah. got a long form something to say, we would glad to hear it. If you're yeah. on iTunes, uh, rate and comment because if you like the show, a good rating and a comment helps people find the show as well. But otherwise, that's the show this week, JT. Yeah. Next what? week, what are we doing? I don't know. What's on the docket? Nothing? I think it's going to be. I think Ugh. it's. It's supposed to be War for the Planet of the Apes. But, in all honesty, it's, I'm going to be fucking... My weekend is packed. If you want to do War is. for the Planet of the Apes, I'll do it. But I'm going to be <laughs> packed. Yeah? Oh, well, it would be great for me not to try to show... Because I, I think I have to work this Saturday again. Okay. And... I think Spencer 9000 is coming out. Ooh, so shit. I think we should try to find something on Netflix. Do you want to watch that Okja? Have you watched that yet? I watched Okja. I brought it up last week. Oh, yeah. I can't. I couldn't remember if you just saw the trailer of the thing. Did you review it in full? I brought up small things, but if you want to do it, we can do it. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. And it'll be a surprise, I guess, for next week. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would... I want to see War of the Planet of the Apes, but it's going to be so hard for me to go see it. Yeah. So, something else next week. Something's going to happen. We'll we'll give enough warning on our Twitter. Yes. At off. Review review At review review pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. River river pod. Review review review. Spell just how it is in the title. How it is in the title. Yeah. We'll give you something. Some. It. An early enough time where you can go see it. Maybe we'll uh, 
just get surrogates for herself, and then the yeah. surrogates just be GHD and Dinosaur Neil. It was and so make them do a show for us <laughs> about War for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> but until next time, I've been short of the Max Extreme. I am JD3K. And we are off.